Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 9th of October 2016. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Having my early podcast tea. Wait, and early, early in the podcast tea. Not, not, this podcast is not at all early in any way. This is about as late as we ever start. Why, do you get up and make more tea during the podcast? No. <laughs> it's always an early podcast tea, isn't it? <laughs> I'm saying this, Zach probably starts to brew now, and then at the end of the podcast, there's It'll one be ready. ready. <laughs> <laughs> Does it not get like really strong? Like how how <laughs> three hours? How long do you? Brew? How long the podcast are? <laughs> I know, but three hour tea is not good. No, I have done that before, like like accidentally, where I'm like starting drank making it. a tea and then just forgot, and then been like, oh, there's a tea here that I was I made at some point. Well, I guess it's fine. I'll drink cold tea. It's not a problem. Cold, insanely strong tea that's been steeping for three well, hours. It doesn't get any stronger because no, after a no, certain point, like the water's not even moving, so that's it's not actually circulating the tea at all. Point. Yeah. Well, no, and Zach, and Zach, don't forget Zach's a milk first kind of guy. So I think you're limiting. Like, oh. because does the milk like pre-saturate a little bit? So like, can can you actually not really infuse more tea into milk or less tea into milk sodden water? <laughs> I don't think so. Sodden milk first. I don't know how you judge the color by putting milk first. You must have to the same amount of milk in every time. <laughs> Do you measure it out or something? Because you can see, because it doesn't take much milk to change the color quite significantly, really, does it? I don't know. He always uses the same mug when he comes here as, as much as possible. Uh, so you know, like he knows the he, 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 yeah, he even knows the reference. And presumably, I guess depending, if the bowls are roughly the same. Then you just like have the same pouring action down, right? Like a like in the so same you know way. Know how much milk you poured? It's not that complicated. In the same way that a bartender might know exactly how much a shot is, you know, if they do it enough. I suppose, but in Britain they actually have to measure the shots. They do, yeah. Um, they can't. They can't be fancy bartenders in Britain. Really. Well, they could be fancy up to a point. It's just that at a certain point, point yeah. there has to be measurement happening. Yeah, yeah they, they have to play it safe. They could be under a shot, I suppose. They'd probably be allowed that as long as they like. It's like, oh yeah, I always underestimate my. Uh, no, that's not allowed because so what... you're cheating people out of their money. Well, that's yeah. the idea. <laughs> like that's what you need to do is like you need to develop new fancy techniques that include the measuring part. Mm. <laughs> so just like pouring yeah, two heights that's true. Okay, so, be, like guess... pouring very precisely into measuring cylinders or something. <laughs> Yeah, like the op- those optics that you get on on top of the bar, they could incorporate that into something that you swish around, right? Surely. Well, I think I think those caps are actually kind of smart in that they will just stop pouring, don't they? Like if you, ah. I mean, that's the idea, right? You, ah. you, like you don't just measure them out in a shot and stick them in something, but some it's some like of them an airlock, stop isn't it? themselves. Like, something like you that, open yeah. an inner vowel and then it fills up the precise measure and then you close that and open the outer vowel and it just drains that out. In, in the optics oh, that's how right? optics work, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, actually on the top of bottles. Well, like, that's those just little... an attachment that, they, that works the same, probably. Maybe, yeah. But, like, yeah, just based on tipping. I think those or exist, but then... some kind of, like, flow measurement, I'm sure. But then, to be then I, I suppose you're right. You could be fancy and, like, just have shot glasses to hand, like, in your in your cocktail artistry. And just you know, make filling those the the, the, the fun thing. part. You're, and, well, people and use those little metal measured. ones, don't they? Those yeah. little measure 
things. Yeah, some, something like that. I mean, you'd have to incorporate it in your routine, but you can't then just get all the bottles in like multiple hands and be like, way. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I think it's a it? key part of the art. <laughs> You've got to have the way. <laughs> the way part of it is very important. <laughs> I suppose you, unless you do that with the mixers. In the juices and yeah, like pull everything apart juice. from the alcohol, yeah, like that, and then just at the end be like, Here's the shot bottle, cut the color <laughs> part, yeah, and, the, and then you just spit an umbrella onto it. <laughs> Thing is, some cocktails are like four different spirits, you can't, and then mm. a little dash of something to like top it up, like you yeah. can't really, yeah, I don't know. There's not enough stuff there to be flamboyant with if you're going to actually measure everything, unless you have these devices, which I'm not sure exist, but I'm willing to uh, entertain the possibility that there's some kind of mobile optic that will work. That I mean, makes sense to me. Why not? I I could have sworn they exist, but maybe they're just not very used. I don't know. Hmm. Could have sworn I saw it years ago, but yeah, don't know. Don't know. Could be talking out of my jacksy. Well, when I'm at a cocktail bar... I definitely am not paying enough attention to that. I should probably. No, no, definitely not. No, <laughs> I'm like, it's happy hour too. Get to. And it's because, it's because they don't have the ability to be fancy, so you, there's nothing to pay attention to. <laughs> Sometimes I've been to somewhere people try and do some fancy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've seen bottle swizzling. You know, when yeah. they throw it over their back and catch it, and I've, yeah. I've seen bottle swizzling where they failed miserably and it's gone kaspoosh. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that for a while. That must be expensive. I guess yeah. it's all covered, though, isn't it? But still, oh, yeah. well, it's probably still take like, it out of your pay. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's still like, hey, I'm not getting paid tonight. I just blew a thirty bottle, thirty pound bottle of Bloom or something. Bloom's a gin. Okay. Other gins are price. available. I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just knew the price of that gin. <laughs> <laughs> you just happened to know that one. <laughs> it's not Gordon's. It's not. It's not. I don't know, Bombay Sapphire, London Beef Eater. London Dry Gin. London Dry. I don't know oh, what makes it London. Dries, are they? What, yeah, what are they? What are, I'm pretty sure every gin that I've ever heard of is a London Dry. Like, yeah. I don't, know what, I don't actually know what, if there are other gins. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't know what that means, uh, but it does seem to be on every gin. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Can't we have a Scarborough wet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> slough wet. Nah, that Rolled sounds disgusting. <laughs> Anything with slough in it. Uh, <laughs> like a, sla- a, sla- a slough sandwich. <laughs> you don't want a slough sandwich. Uh, that place, like, I've only really been there once and it lived up to its name. Oh, yeah. Because I was in a hotel there because... Does slough have on, a meaning? <laughs> we're on, like, a family trip to... Uh, Legoland, uh, which is there, right? It's near Windsor, which is near Slough or whatever, right? So there was a reason to be there, but ha- walking around there, it was like, yeah, this is exactly like what you imagine from the office or whatever. Right. It's Just a wasteland. Yeah. Industrial buildings. Yeah. Not even industrial. Like, um, just like... Crap offices. Yeah. More like office Yeah. And Grey the, and- slabs. And the Slough Trading Estate. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Slough. Well, there's definitely something in the name that sounds bad. Like It does, yeah. It's not exactly an attractive name, is it? Yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's some places let me that have... you my, Let me introduce you to my beautiful wife, Slough. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't I know, work. it doesn't quite work. There's some places with 
like not so attractive sounding names that turn out quite nice. Like um like near me there's a really posh area. It's called Crouch End. Um, like, well, yeah. Yeah. So like, you just imagine you just imagine a part of Peter Crouch. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, it doesn't live up to its name in that fashion. But other places, yeah, the name fits. Yeah. Right, many I suppose there aren't many towns that I'm trying to think of where my wifely really <laughs> fits. It's like not, not many town names sound very feminine. Not many places where your wife fits. What, I mean, what towns? No, as, 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 in, as, in that, as in that thing I said a second ago, it's like, let me introduce my wife, Slough. There aren't many like actual oh. town names that sound particularly feminine. Fe- feminine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not common to use place names. Is, unless no. you're freaking Paris Pilton not, or whatever. Well, I suppose Paris, French names probably work. French names probably only work because you don't know what they actually yeah, mean in French. Exactly. <laughs> is that exactly the same? <laughs> this is my girlfriend, Ellie Alapis. <laughs> my wife, Calais. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, kind of works. Kind of works. La Rochelle. Than... I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to be called Broadway, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Broadway is a, a street name, though. Sure. Well, yeah. I suppose, I suppose there are plenty of manly names, aren't they? Like Winchester. <laughs> Winchester is that a that's name? actually a, that's already a, it's surname, a surname for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could be. Winchester, Winchester. <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> oh, dear. Winchester Smythe, the third. I was, for some reason, I thought of Archer there, and Sterling is his first name, Sterling, and that is a place name in, in Scotland, right? Uh, yeah, do. I think so. Strathclyde. There you go. Right. Well, actually, a lot of place names are just like something prefixed onto a dude's name, right? Like Winchester. Or uh, Strathclyde, or Aberdeen, or <laughs> not made that no, connection. <laughs> no, there you go. There's a feminine one, the Ipswich. It's just not very uh... London. <laughs> yeah, London. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Slough right. and nothing because no one. <laughs> Slough. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, that was meandering. <laughs> we have discussed that place names do not suit people names. <laughs> have you noticed how people names don't suit pet names? <laughs> Off, but sometimes they do, but mostly they don't. Dakota. That's a name, isn't it? As yes. Well as a place. True. It's a state and a name, yeah. like Dakota Fanning. And... Yeah, I don't think it's a good name, but. Or the Douglas I suppose, it, I suppose it's a Dakota. No. I suppose it's a little feminine, a little. What, oh, or, or by what, tell... by what criteria do you judge the femininity of the name, though? It ends in an R. <laughs> no, R. it doesn't. It ends in an A. I'm pretty yeah, but, sure. No, but I mean R sound. R sound. Dakota. Okay. Dakota. 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 It's not Japanese. Say it in a 
slightly Asian tinged accent. <laughs> right, this is podcast. What have we been up to? Zeg. San Francis. Oh. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, how's your house? Nothing. 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 No, no evolutions, no new. That's two weeks in a row we haven't got a new story out of you about your kitchen. <laughs> it's been, you know, we've covered it. <laughs> your kitchen is dumb. I think we might have run out of material. So that's, that's the main thing that's still continuing. What, literally? <laughs> well, not, that actually, exactly not literally. It's like they leak all the time. <laughs> that's blend. the actual problem. Okay. <laughs> actually, I guess I mean like one tap. The trouble is that since we got that, that I t- explained before the problem with the bathroom tap where because of the new situation with the new extent of our water pressure where it's like it's impossible to get hot water without it blasting out of a million miles an hour. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that tap's still there. And now the bath taps are like incredibly stiff. So you can barely turn them on, and then there's a tap in the downstairs bathroom that's constantly leaking, and it's like someone really needs to do something about these taps. <laughs> All of them, every tap in this house has some various problem that should be fixed. Really, we do a classic generic water pressure problem in this house. You know, it's a new build; it's like five years old or whatever, <laughs> six years old now, and it's got like like you turn a tap on downstairs, and upstairs just ceases to function. Yeah. I feel like well, that's not a problem with that, the house necessarily. That's just like living in a town. It's just poor design, surely. Like. Yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely aspects of your place that were just a bit shoddy on the done. cheap. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, especially yeah. the um, you know, the uh, sewage pipes, etc. Situation. Well, yeah, but at least they, we didn't have to pay to get that sorted. Yeah, but they, it shouldn't have, have been at all. They have been better since. And, mm, uh, yeah. and, you know, the slightly wobbly flooring downstairs. It's not flat. Yeah. It's not flat. Now, when we think a bit of the stairs is falling apart, but, you know, don't go upstairs. <laughs> there's, there's a step that wobbles quite a lot. And I don't know what they put underneath a stair in a staircase. Uh, you're like, it's a cupboard <laughs> just looking there because well, no, weirdly with ours, ours it's like you've got that cupboard but then the lower part of the stairs you know like there's just the, there's nothing under there right because it's a it's a tiny little cubby hole and they don't they just sort of board it up so it's like what's under there well, like, that's well, what's under. exactly but like what had a, what's directly under the step it's like is there another bit of wood for you to land on should something do does go dramatically wrong or is it just like the the right angled bit of wood and it's that and that, that's it Yep, don't know the answer. I don't, I don't know. Unless you can get behind that board, then you're not going to know. Yeah, rip it apart, yeah. I'm not mm. a stair KCA. I don't know. House grouse. We got some. Sort of. <laughs> Fulfilled. I'm surprisingly chipper, given that, like, two hours ago, I was pretty much dead after running my 10k. <laughs> you did a 10k today? I didn't do a 10k today. Have you done 10k before? or No! Oh, shit. How did it so go? Very well, actually. Miles faster than I was expecting. So it's, nice. It's good. I was How fast? Sort of I was going for like an hour 10, maybe. Nice casual. And came in in an hour 3, so... <laughs> Miles faster! That's a whole 7 minutes! Over in it, like, that's like... That's, what, like 10%, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, 10% faster is quite a lot faster than you sort of expect, like, especially when you're doing it for like a whole hour. It's, 
an hour of running. Jeez. <laughs> Sounds daunting. It wasn't wasn't too bad. It was a totally flat course. So there was no oh. hills to contend with. So it was, right. it was an easy introduction to the 10. Do you think it's is it definitely easier going at all flat and not? Well, if you have something, that, that, a course, or that you do laps of that goes up and down, where there's equal amount of up as down, obviously, because mm. you end up in the same place. Is that definitely harder than if it were flat? Yes. Right. Because you expend you you definitely uh, to me anyway. Because you definitely expend more energy on your going, going up. Hill. Then you then do you can, then you recover coming back down. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, there's definitely a skill to it, and some runners I know are very, very good climbers and don't really suffer from it. Like, right. Whereas I'm not. I suffer bad. It's like I can get up them, but like the energy cost is quite high. Yeah. So and then, then you, just, you just, then you just feel like crap for a really long time afterwards, and that, that and feeling like crap generally means you run slow. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't bad. I you know, had, a, had a nice sprint finish. I you know beat my target. I then proceeded to throw up four times. Oh, really? <laughs> that doesn't sound so good. <laughs> no, the, the ending of that race felt pretty bad. Oh, my God. Didn't you just want to stop in the last 10 minutes or something if you were going to throw up? Well, no, because you didn't, didn't really, I didn't know. Like, and you sort of expended ah. all, my, all my energy like on, on doing a quick finish. Uh, just went yeah. through the end and and uh, went through the end uh, end gate uh, and got picked up my medal and then uh, sort of immediately afterwards just thought right I'm going to sit down I'm going to sit down and in the process of sitting down you get that little tickle in the back of your throat and it feels a little bit like hot fluid and you're yeah. like and you're like um, that's not supposed to be there maybe I can just <laughs> just, just just swallow that down it'll be fine it'll be fine <laughs> Aww. but I was I was luckily I'd sort of like, it was on my hands and knees at that point, and it's just like, okay, fine, there's no splash damage, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Don't know what to say about that, really. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, uh, like, most of the club were all like, oh, that, it's, that's a good thing. It shows you put in maximum effort. Well done, you. <laughs> it's like, great, cheers. I don't, I don't great, feel so yeah. good about it right now. Oh, dear. So you're going to keep doing 10Ks then, or what's the plan? Do, what do you usually do? 5K? Well, my yeah, weekly fives, but and uh, weekly fives, wow. And uh, yeah, stick to well, and a little bit more at training, but yeah, then then push it up to a few more races, I think, and then slightly trickier ten next. But I've got, got I, I research. I don't do many races, but I got, you know, I plan which ones I'm going to do. Although ah. I didn't, I didn't plan at all the last one, and it was a, it was a nightmare. Super hilly five, five miler. Five miles. That's close. It's, how far that's, is that? That's like that's like eight k. Like yeah, that's closer to ten k than five k, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was the last sort of race I did. Uh, My first okay. race, in fact, it was, a, it was a hilly five. Okay. And yeah. You know what's hard after finishing a race like that? What's that? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> did you drive home or, or like? No, I had I had no mum on on pick on you the, up on duty. Yeah. Okay. And then you like collapsed. I uh, yeah, I've, I've basically not been moving too. Like the last the last hour or so, setting up for the podcast has been the most active I've been all day. Other Do you not running. like recover like relatively? Yeah, I don't know. But now no, you feel well, fine, you, right? You, you, you st- yeah, I'm all right now. But you you, you you stiffen up real badly. Like you just don't mm. want to move. Mm. 
Yeah. Do you walk far, like, the the instant you finish running, Do you how far do you walk for before you stop? Or do um, you well, I, I, yeah, I just sort of collapsed today. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, you, just, you should probably walk it off, but, you know, yeah. I, I, had no, I had nothing left. I just had to, I had to, I had to fall. Right, fair enough. And, you know, lose a few pounds. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason, I guess, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if in that fashion is generally why you do it. It's just, I'm, I'm going to lose weight by running, by causing it to puke up everything that I had in the last two days. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're fat at all, but like, if you lose weight from doing it, does it make it easier because you're not hauling around all the... F- well, presumably, yeah. yeah. If you're le- if you're less jiggly, surely there's got to be better, right? I guess, yeah. But then, don't, you know, there are definitely people bigger than me that are faster than me. So you know, they, they right. can do it too. But yeah, I can't help but can't help but think it must be easier. What or, about how high you are? Like, is is uh, Jay tall? As does that help him? Do you think? Or I, I uh, well, I I I don't know when it comes to distance running, but if you're like going for if you're generally fast, I think like you know tall people just naturally faster. They, yeah, I guess so. The the gates that I would normally have is just, uh, you know, if I was if I was another two foot tall or something, that'd probably be another twenty percent of speed or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works out, but yeah, definitely, I'm, sure. I'm sure it helps. Yeah, but then you're probably burning more energy, so I don't know. Zag, you need to get in on this. You're you're tall. And not fat. You could probably run really fast. Yeah, you probably are quite a natural runner, actually. Yeah, but I don't need to. That's the point. <laughs> what do you mean you don't need to? Because <laughs> I'm not fat. And, uh, and Rob was slightly But that's fat. not why, you, Rob. That's not why you're running, is it? Well, so maybe that's why I started. I think I, yeah, there's a little bit to that. Because it was like, okay. well, I started like a few months before I got married, right? And it was just like, you know, I've got a... I've got to get a little bit of this chin out of the way. <laughs> right. But I get the feeling that's not why you're doing it anymore. No, like, definitely not. No, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm married now. <laughs> you know, just, I've got nothing to live with. Well, now you have to maintain. Bro, you've got to maintain. <laughs> is, that, is that right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going insane. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you want to beat your bbs it's all about the yeah, bbs the, now the, the hook the hook does get you but it, i wouldn't yeah. say i still wouldn't say i sort of naturally enjoy it right. every time someone has a conversation about that and it's like well we was talking to someone on tuesday and it's like i actually started enjoying it and i'm just like something's gone wrong something's gone wrong right get out the, get out my car <laughs> i'm leaving you here you can run home <laughs> okay well, that's my problem with, like, whenever I'm going on walks or anything, it's like, I quite like walking around and, and you know, nature and shit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the best things about living in the countryside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the best tagline I've ever heard from nature the countryside. And shit. Yeah. But the trouble is that, like, Word. if you're starting from the same place every time, you, you see everything in the vicinity, mm. and then it's just like, well, this isn't actually interesting any longer. I've seen that. Grass. <laughs> Hi there, gatefly. How are you doing? <laughs> I've seen you before. What, what are you saying? Sorry. You're saying that you've seen it all before? Yeah. I mean, uh. it's like you think that there's a lot of countryside in the vicinity in terms yeah. of like, square mileage, 
but like there's not actually very many places you can actually legally go <laughs> there's a very limited number of routes right. that, all, that actually like create a loop that you can say you can get back to where you started yeah i guess unless you travel out to somewhere to start and then do a walk yeah um, exactly see if you ran you could get further <laughs> like my dad <laughs> used to run from, from where you are to like stone market station pretty much and back wow. i think i think he used to run that wow far. it's quite far isn't it he did use that's that quite far, far. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did do that. Before, but... How far is that? It's miles, that's right? A, yeah. I'd... He did like half marathons, but he never did a marathon or anything. That's got to be at least 10. Yeah. To the station and back. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. I had, I had to walk that one one day when my car was broken and I had to go into Stone Market for a thing. It was like, well, I guess I'll just get up at six and just walk <laughs> all along the river. It was like, well, that was a very long walk. It's longer than you think. That's the trouble. Because if you imagine it, you're like, oh, it's just, you know, when, no, you drive, it's quite when you're far. driving over there, it's just like, oh, it's just down the road. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although then again, far. following the river also just naturally makes it longer because of weekly. Can you actually guess, follow yeah. the river? I'm sure we tried that once and got stuck, like, actually on the river. Can follow the river. Does, is there like a path a, all the way to Stone Market? Yeah, it's like a natural footpath or something, isn't it? Is it? The, the giving, part of the giving, giving way, like, post-giving, I guess. Right. Mm. Yeah. So you're in the perfect place for like trading to run and stuff. Like Rob hasn't got anywhere to run around near him. He has to drive basically to the park. Whereas, isn't that right? Do you ever go for a run? Well, I, I mean, I used to. to like, for, I, I haven't. I haven't done a great deal since I've been park running this like year. Robbie's... Yeah, I used to run during the week. Like there's a little two mile, uh, no three mile. No, was it? Yeah, it's two mile route. If I go to um, Bromford and back. Yeah, oh, like, oh, no, sorry, sorry, to Sprawton. Yeah, yeah, it's actually Sproughton, in either right. direction. It's two miles to Bramford and two miles to Sprawton. Like I think it's a five miler like, if you do the whole thing. At but... least right on the edge of town. It's not like he's in the middle. So I guess. It's not as good as you, though. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. So it's apparently... Uh, it's oh, Okay, it's not as far as I thought. It's it's uh, four miles from centre of Needham to Stone Market Station. Yeah. So... Um, Eight miles is like, yeah, know, so that's over trip, 10k so... to run there and back, right? Yeah. 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 Doable. Yeah, that's, that's about. I think that's he actually went okay. to the traffic lights at the top of the road. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Still. Yeah. Not bad. That's not yeah. too shabby. Well, I. Thought I'd better give it a try anyway, but I'm not going to do the park run thing. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I did 3.6 kilometers today. Wow. Check me out. Um, and it wasn't as bad as as I thought. I'm doing the stupid couch to 5k thing, you know, that trades you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get so, good trainers. So Put today, number one tip, get good trainers. Oh, I already had them. I, I, bought okay, them I bought them like years ago and never used them. And And it's really funny because I don't know if I said, but I've got like... Um, like bow legs a little bit. Hmm, um, okay. like I went to the rickets. Uh, yeah. Um, what's the <laughs> name of the stupid doctor for feet? Uh, podi- um, podiatrist. Pod- yep. Pod- something like that. Yeah. Podiatrist. Yeah. Don't mix up with pediatrician. Yeah. I really wanted to say thing. that. Yeah. I did but that in front of the doctor, which was stupid. Anyway, pod- ped 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 for feet. Anyway, that was a while ago, and she gave me. Like um, 
uh, you know, insoles and then said, I'll get an x-ray just in case and then never book the x-ray. <laughs> so oh, okay, that, ne- right. that never happened. But anyway, I wear the insoles or whatever. But now I, l- I went back when I started the running thing, just to give it a try. Uh, I got out the old running shoes. Which I say old, new running shoes that I never used. And uh, I bought them from this shop in run and become it's called in uh, mm. that my dad used to go to and she made me run up and down you know and to try on a whole bunch of pairs and now i realize that they're obviously made she could tell at the time that i probably had this bow leg problem didn't say right. what it was but i clearly had had got some weird ass shape shoes so i don't need to wear insoles while running in those because they're the right shoes and they always were the right shoes i just didn't know anyway Dumb yeah, story. I forget what they call it. A lot of people have a have some form of uh what is it? Is it pronate and prenate? Yeah, and that's your right. Feet, your, your it's feet exactly that. In and out. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly it's that. It's like I think I think there's one direction that's common and one direction that isn't, and mm. maybe all the isn't. I don't know. I think I might be the common one, but I, I'm not sure. What's the? Yeah. Um... Yeah, because when the doctor said it, it reminded me of the character from Game of Thrones. His name I've forgotten now. The one. Um, uh, oh yeah, Varus. Right. It was something. It sounded something like Varus, and it just mm. means like you know goes in or whatever. Um, okay. But Varus in Game of Thrones, if you don't know, is a eunuch. <laughs> so he was like, "Oh, you've <laughs> right. got Varus deformity." I'm like, I don't think. Um, hopefully not. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, yeah. Um, right, yeah, cool. good man. Like, yeah, so huh. give it a try. So today was like first time running five minutes without stopping, which was nice, fine. Yeah, and it's and I go round around the park, which is slightly hilly. So mm. although not that bad, but like it's annoying when you're doing this stupid course where you basically the way it works, Zeg, etc., or listeners is. Um, you run for a, a, a period of time and then walk for a period of time until such time that you can actually run without stopping for a long period. Um, Effectively interval training. It's interval training, your, yeah. It, it exactly. tries to get, tries to get your recovery up. Exactly, which is exactly what you need. Because um, uh, otherwise you're like gasping for breath and stuff. And it's not good. Um, but of course, if you're on a little sort of circuit that goes up and down then uh, depending on the week and depending on the program at the time you can get really unlucky where you're walking down all the hills and running up all the hills <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is really annoying yeah. anyway never mind so yeah, but so i'm doing that but i'm a bit skeptical about what's going to happen when it gets cold what i'm going to do and whether i'm going to give up it's it's not too bad you just get because it's, it's always worse before you start when it's mm. cold like I don't yeah. know, you, you probably you probably need some thin, uh, like just something over your hands, and yeah. maybe a hat, maybe, yeah. um, depending on how thick your hair is at the time, um, <laughs> uh, and a long sleeve shirt, like a, a still yeah. still like a t shirt, but just a long sleeved one. I've got and that actually. I bought fine. that back at the time, so I've got that. So I probably need the like some kind of hat type thing and glove. I mean, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not the best person to ask because I'm fairly cold resistant. So it's like, it's not a big oh, deal. Oh, right. You're but, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it does get really, you know, you forget, but sometimes it does get really cold, doesn't it? You can't like when, when, yeah, when, I mean, it was, it was, it was chucking it down with rain this morning. Everyone was sort of shivering on the start, on the start line. And then it sort of, you, <laughs> yeah, you, but it's you, not you, January. Is once, it? Once you know you, what I mean? No. No, <laughs> I don't know. Although we had really mild winter last year, so maybe it'll be the same, but, mm-hmm. but I'm just a bit worried that like, 
I don't know. Anyway, perhaps I'm prematurely concerned. It's, if if you're running far enough, it shouldn't be a problem because you'll just warm up from the inside. Well, at that point, I, I I should be able to run without stopping, and then it'll be easier. Yeah. So definitely we'll get in the park run though. There is something about doing it in a crowd. That yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I I will have to see if I can be asked to. I mean, I mean, you know, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, which I know is is tricky for you, but it's <laughs> just that's yeah, true. I mean, it, but it, but it's it's uh, it it does g you on more than just doing it yourself because I'm bad at doing it on my own. Like as it, as it turned yeah. out, it's like my willpower just is is what holds me back. Right, and it's I think uh, I'm not that. I think I'm more. I'm better with my own willpower and more worried about you know not worried about but just because it would be a whole social thing where I'd have to meet people and stuff and I can't be bothered right uh, now maybe you don't have to <laughs> just, just, just turn up get your barcode get, do, do your run yeah. get your time get out you know you don't have to yeah I guess so um, yeah we'll see um, it's quite handy having Finsbury Park around the border it, I, I, I figured out that um, so it makes you walk for five minutes before you start running which makes sense yeah. but five minutes is exactly the amount of time it takes to get from my door to the park um, <laughs> so it works out really well yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice. uh, the main thing that made me start, I have to admit, as with everything, I swear, is some kind of technological thing. Like you've oh, really? got your band thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I got mine well after starting. Like this was a this is right. a recent addition in theory. But I mean, like it's like I always said, like I don't think I'd be into music if it wasn't for MP3s and computers, because I'd never have bought all those CDs and stuff. I don't think. Can no. you imagine? If I'd grown up in the eighties or whatever, or the nineties, rather than the, would you? You wouldn't have been a vinyl kid. I don't think maybe there'd be nothing else to do. But I don't. I'm not much of a collector. You know what I mean? Um, of of stuff. But maybe I would have been. I guess I would have been more into it because I wouldn't have had computers to distract me. But if if computers hadn't, um, the internet hadn't, you know, been, you know, hadn't kind of grabbed music. I don't think I'd be as into music. And I think there's always some kind of the moment that technology connects with something, then I'll be more into it. I've got, I, it's actually, it's quite embarrassing, but it's actually sort of true of like, I read more books now. I've got my Kindle just because it's electronic. <laughs> than right. I did right. before stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I got those Bose headphones for work that, and, uh, the Bluetooth. And I was like, these are actually, I always thought that these wireless Bluetooth things were really awkward, or the ones I'd tried before, but they actually work totally fine now. And they've obviously... I don't know what happened with Bluetooth audio and stuff. Like, it used to not be good, right, or something, but now it seems... I don't know if they figured something else out with the standard or something, but it sounds perfectly great. Uh, it's, it's, I don't yeah, know it's what's been, going it's, it's, been, it's been good for a while. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you had it in your car and everything, so you're aware of all this tech, um, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I am yeah. using Bluetooth in the car. So, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, so all this stuff has worked suddenly... Well, it's been working for a while that I hadn't noticed. And I'm like, okay. So I, after that success, I got some wireless headphones, in-ear ones, for, for they're specifically for exercise. Or, well, kind of, or meant for exercise. And that's it, really, because that means... Because I, I think when I tried to do it before, I had my old iPhone, and I had one of those ridiculous armband things oh yeah, yeah and then and then i had the it was really awkward to get on and get my phone into it and then uh, i had to you know clip the headphones into it and then the wire was like flopping around as i was trying to run and it was total pain in the ass now it's really easy because you just put the phone 
with the music and the app that does the Couch to 5K and tells you when to start and stop and tracks it via GPS, etc., etc. You just shove that in a belt and then the earphones are totally hands-free mm. or whatever, separate. And that's it, basically. That works. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, so- nice. So it, you've got ear, like like earbuds, is what you're saying? or Earbuds, yeah, yeah, in-ear buds. The, the, but no uh, wires. Well, there's a wire between them, but that's it. So it goes behind. Oh, okay. So you can set it up different ways, but I've got it just resting on the back of my neck. You can okay. change the length of it. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's, sen- that's sensible because, yeah, I guess you like the earbuds, I worry about losing them, where if they're like tethered, to, at least in some way. Yeah. Well, they're connected to each other, and then they also come with, so they're called Jaybird X2 or something. Um, uh, they have um, foam tips you can change them for silicone ones but they have foam ones for and they're like waterproof uh, and sweat proof or whatever with a guarantee Mm -hmm. and they have these little wing things you've probably seen them little silicone wings that like go into the shape of your ear to stop them from falling out oh cool and they come in different sizes as well so they're kind of cool so they don't fall out which is good uh and they have um on the wire between them on one side they've got the thing so you can change the volume and you can even take calls and stuff. It's got a microphone mm. and stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah, so they're pretty good. Do, do they stay firm enough into your ear? Because my problem with earbuds is, yeah. the, I don't know, after a while they just sort of... Pop they out, don't yeah. they, don't, they don't fall out, but they, have, they haven't they have got as nicely it's, seated as you would like. Yeah. And, sort of, and that basically results in bass loss. Well, yes. So the bass, I don't think, is that good. Like, um, that doesn't deter me from the running. But I, sure. I don't use them as everyday headphones. I actually keep my wired, just normal Sony ones for now until sure. I get an iPhone yeah. where they don't work anymore, which I'm not going to get this year. Oh, um, no, I'm, I'm still bitter. Not well, that I use iPhones, but, you know, it's just, oh, God. It's a, I mean, like, I can see with all this wireless stuff, like, I can actually see where they're going, and it does make sense, ultimately. But right now, it's not it's not good for the consumer, I don't think. No. And also, um, I don't think the rest of that iPhone seems that big an upgrade or that great. No, I don't think it's... I mean, the battery life isn't, isn't much better, apparently, so... Yeah. Anyway. It, it doesn't strike me as a meaningful upgrade. No, it doesn't seem like um, much has changed. I don't think much will change for a few years. I can't, unless... It hasn't really changed. No, No, things have really settled down. And I don't care how good the camera gets, because I don't really use the camera. Um, I see, I quite like that, yeah, because that's one of the... You know, I I love the fact that the camera on my Lumia is pretty damn good. Yeah. It's it's very good at dealing with light conditions. I mean, it's good. I mean, the... the, the, um, the phablet sized one is is got the most cool stuff um mm. in the the new iPhone because it's got two cameras on have you seen that so it's got like a a telephoto lens on one and a normal lens on the other one and then no, it composites them in order to do depth of field effects and stuff oh wow it's pretty clever yeah but that's, that's only on it's only on the bigger one yeah uh, yeah but it's pretty cool and it also has a really cool um mode that um kind of fakes half fakes the kind of bokeh effect from a from a really good camera sure so, yeah because because it can sense depth using those two cameras and the difference between their lenses um 
and then it can if you put it in a certain mode on the photo app it'll pick out a face or something in the foreground and then it knows what's in the background so it can apply a software blur to that and mm. give you a fake effect that actually works and mm. looks really good you know that effect nice. where the background is blurred yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, so, and the lights turn into circles or exactly yeah i mean it's it looks or really hexagons nice. in some cases yeah on totally. certain cameras yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. I like. Is that, is that actually how you say it? Bokeh. I've I don't know how to say it. it. I've, I've always thought it was that, but I have no idea. I think I'm probably wrong. But bokeh was it yeah. bokeh? Well, how is it? B o k e h something like that. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Anyway, bokeh. Anyway, yes, technology getting me into to, to actually do stuff. Speaking of collections, 1999. Late, late yeah. segue. Yes. Um, I like recently have been films slash games. Through large collections of boxes that have now dumped in my kitchen, or sort of the kitchen dining area, that that sort of hallway segment of my house, yeah. there's there's now several boxes filled with old PC big box games. Right now, I keep mine. Okay, that was yeah. going to be my question. Is like that I, is I, my collection. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm so torn about it because a bit of me is like I'm on a real. Well, I say I've this is by my standards. I'm on a bit of a stuff purge. Like, yeah, you know, and they I, are I'm, huge I'm, and pointless. I get well, you're what you're saying. You're not on a stuff purge. You're on a getting stuff from your mum, and then you have to get rid of that. Yeah, stuff. That, that, that's part of it. The problem is, is it sort of coincides with upstairs in my office right now. There's a hell of a lot of boxes and bits of old PC hanging about as I slowly dismantle and put stuff on eBay. Uh, I mean, in the vein, yeah. in the vein, because I, I, I'm off the framework. I hate just throwing things out. I really hate that, and it's like, especially when things seem, are in seemingly good condition, despite their worthlessness. Like, um, you know, I'm selling my old GTX 275. I don't think anyone should buy that card. Right? But, yeah. You know, um, I, I'm going to sell my old beef beef sold equipment like for someone who wants to build, wants who has the time and effort to put together an XP build. You know, for reals, I guess. There are people out there that might want to do that. You know, the kit still works. It's just, I can't quite bring myself to just chuck it in the e-skip or whatever at the dump yeah. and be done with it. I've got to try this first. And that extends to all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, they've got Xbox Live starter kit demo discs that I might try and get rid of because someone might want to demo derby them. <laughs> you know, do a, do a stream online about that. What Oh, this is an outrun demo. I mean, Ooh. there's a difference between, like, you might as well. I mean, I can't be bothered because I can't. I'm not organised <laughs> enough. But if you, if you might as well put anything you can on eBay and see if anyone wants it. But there's a difference exactly, between yeah. that and actually keeping it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, is my problem. This is where dumb. this yeah. this is where the big box stuff comes into play because I'm not 100. There, there's 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 quite a bit that I do actually want to keep because they they, they, yeah. they are meaningful games to me. Yeah. Like you know, Quake One, Quake Two, Red Alert. Yeah, nice box. I like my right? red alert box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, I, to a I lesser don't extent, know, but... Jazz Jack Rabbit Two and Death Rally. I like, I've, like... Got, I've got the Grim Fandango big box, and I don't think many people bought that Ooh. game when it came out. Oh no, those those can be fairly rare. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Day of the Tentacle of... ones are quite sought after. Right, definitely don't have that. Um, but yeah, that's, so, that's what that's what led me to research it. It's like actually, are the in some respect are the boxes of much I've value. I've got the Deus Ex box. Turns turns out they're not unless you have all of the original stuff, like the jewel cases and stuff. And the jewel cases are long gone, by the way. These are like 
Oh. Primarily just the boxes. I, I have most of the have. discs for these still, but it's just the boxes primarily. Right, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Manual or I've got the half uh, in, in, manual. In most cases, yeah. So this is the thing, like that like some of these aren't mine and some of these were games that Kippers bought. Right. But in those cases I haven't I don't have a nostalgic attachment to them and I'm and Kippers has already said he doesn't care about them. Well I probably chat so ones I like, didn't so care about, but, but Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm not quite there's, there's things like this. There's, there's a box of Half-Life Generation, which is like, in some respects, it's like, you know what? That should that should be a cool box, but because it's the Generation Edition, it's just covered in blurb saying like, this is the best game ever, and uh, I've includes got an Counter Strike, box. and it's uh, and yeah, that would be great. Box. Yeah, yeah, those would be great because there's very little on them. With the Blue Shift box, which Kippers also has, is actually right. way better because it's just basically blue, yeah, and ha- it has a bit of blurb saying, "Hey, expansion for like the best game of all time" or something on it, yeah. but it's but it's way less crap in the way. Um, and it's like so thought, that one might be a keeper, but then there's like other games like Delta Force that's like yeah, mm. just keep the good ones. Like, or the Diablo you... Three Blizzard's original. No, sorry, Diablo One Blizzard's original box, as in not the original wow. original box, okay. but the one they not not the original original, but the one they put in like a, an, a like a Nintendo. You know, when Nintendo do like special editions, like Nintendo Selects, yeah, or um, the End Choice or Player's Choice was it at one point. And they put that crappy border around it and like totally ruin everything about the box. It's one of those. Um, I'm just trying to think which ones I've got. I've got an original Grand Theft Auto box. Well, I've got a GTA 2 box. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure I bought that from HMV in Ipswich, even though it had a huge 18 thing like bbfc thing. Yeah, on, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I picked up my copy of GTA 2 somewhat dodgily. Like way too young. I don't think they knew or, or were paying attention. I, 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 don't, I don't think they, I don't think it really was because I remember when I picked up Quake and that had a fifteen on it and I definitely wasn't fifteen, but I was with my mum when she said okay. Right. Because I, I that made the I, difference. I, but I I think with me it was like I bought GTA and no one paid attention. It was an eighteen, and then years later I bought Quake three and it had an. EULA or it had a what's the what's the stupid other rating sport? Peggy. Peggy. It had a Peggy fifteen rating and I actually was fifteen and they wouldn't sell it to me. That was uh, in right. Electronics Boutique at Ipswich and it's like for fuck's sake. I didn't have ID or or, or for some reason or whatever. Mm. Anyway. They, they must well no one had ID and do like, yeah. really. But that one didn't even have a, a, a BBFC rating on it, I don't think. Quake mm. three. Don't think so. Yeah, it was tricky. Yeah, so, okay, anyway. that's, that's reassuring. I'll, I probably will keep that box then. So I was just a little bit torn about, like, because no one obviously doesn't want me to keep it. I mean, they are huge. To her. They are yeah. massive, yeah. And but I think so, the older they are, the kind of the work, the, or the more sentimental value they have there. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. It was fun going through the box, and it's like, shit, yeah, Hyperblade. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be better if you just get the game. Well, I've got that as well. I have got the disc as well, but like, it's just. Is that like, working? Yeah. That's the actual problem. Yeah, that was always the problem, though. Because it was naturally, it was one of those types of games where it's like, what engine is this even running on? Who fucking knows? That was in the days when people actually just wrote their own engines. Yeah, yeah. wrote them for every game. Um, Pretty much. Got a Dungeon Keeper box, I'm sure. I've got a DK box, yeah. yeah, I've got one of those. I've Um, got shit boxes. Someone threw out my boxes. No! I just have manuals. And I have awesome manuals. The, even even though the box for Hostile Waters was the best, and was also the biggest fucking box I've ever oh, yeah. seen. <laughs> it was gigantic. 
Way bigger well, than all the other although ones. Although I did have Lynx LS, which was like a double Oh, yeah, that's box for some that's, reason. That's a special case. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest box I have is for Lego Creator. I'm sure. With, with the, I do actually have the jewel case for that and the disc still, because the jewel case had little Lego studs yeah. down the spine. It's, it's kind of cool. But then the Hostile Waters manuals, at least, are still cool. Well, there's a manual and there's like the story... Like the backstory blurb. Oh book. yeah, yeah. And they're like printed on really shiny paper, which makes them. Is it classic? Nice. Is it classic sort of manual paper? Or is it nice paper? Cause... No, I think it's nicer than manual paper. Mm. And the cover and back are like super shiny, like like weirdly shiny, almost plastic looking. So I've got some like. I, but they're I, not the only manual that matters. Naturally, is fucking Alfred Schirach. Right. <laughs> Where it's just like a fucking book because it's got the entire like fake science of the entire planet in there in the back. <laughs> it's yeah. like, here's how the ecology works on this planet we made up. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think any of the ones I've got have anything that in-depth in them. Uh, but yeah, there's, uh, they're not very manual-friendly games. What I did... So I, I've got a load of the Amiga boxes as well that I'm also considering keeping. Um, which, which Some of those are probably more questionable. Like yeah, body I blows. I, I don't think I ever but, had any Atari boxes because my old Atari shit all just came out of a car boot sale. It was like, here's a box of everything, but they're not individually wrapped right, in any way. Because right, right. <laughs> I, like, I have got, like, uh, there's an original, uh, uh, what was it, Frontier Elite box in there uh, for, for Amiga, um, Worms for Amiga, um, SimCity. Uh, you know, I've got some of those classics hanging about. Mm. Um, but the one I'm really glad I've still got hold of is uh, a little known game called Pioneer Plague. Because, um, all right, it's it's not the best game in the world, but it's kind of an example of like an early, uh, a bit like a roguelike in some ways. Uh, like in that you're you start on a planet, and the idea was you had to kill, you had to. Um, Basically, blow up some of these green rockets that spawned on these on these giant city maps um, as quick as you can. And the quicker you did it, the less it would spread to planets nearby. Um, and then you had to fly out to those other planets and neutralize it there. And it's basically like you 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 could you, in theory you could win by neutralizing it everywhere, but I I don't think it's possible. It just spreads too quick. Um, but the thing was, is that game relied on you having physical stuff. That came in the box. There were these star maps. Um, so in order to travel right. from, from planet to planet, um, um, you had to play a mini game before starting the, the the warp procedure. And the idea was is that it would um, before you warped, it would say, right, you need star map A with overlay four or something, and you'd put this overlay on top of it. And what it would do is it would create a little dot map on the bottom of it. The the, the size of these things was entirely pointless. Because um, all you really needed was this little set of dots and dots and spaces that formed a formed a sequence at the bottom of the uh, yeah. the page, and it would then go right. Press go when you're ready, and you hit go, and what it does is it shows a subset of that sequence on the screen, and you have to tell it where that subset starts. If you get that wrong, you'll probably end up somewhere you don't expect. Like you'll end up on a planet that might not be infected, for instance, and you'd have wasted your time. Right, and okay. Stuff like that, and I loved that. Yeah. It just, just that small element of physicality, like, was awesome. But, but you know, it's secretly just uh, DRM, essentially. 
Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is DR. It is DR. But it's DRM weaved into the game in an awesome way. Like I think SimCity's DRM was like they 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 basically in the box gave you what they called a high score sheet, mm. which was like in theory like uh, like staff scores on the various in-game real-life city recreations. Yeah, the scenarios. Uh, and but there was next to every high score there were two little symbols, and so the DRM for SimCity was. Hey, look up the high score of this game. What are the two symbols there? Well, it's like all those games had that essentially all yeah. the manual stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. machines didn't have something. Oh man, the micro machines one was like, like well, the what's, the, what's this track? Like... What's this track layout? Is it what page is this track layout? No, on? the Codemasters ones always oh, no, had that was... the shiny back of the manual, where it's like it wasn't even just printed; it was like embossed or whatever on the oh, back wow. of the manual with like a special reflective thing so you couldn't photocopy it. Oh, the tr- no, the track one. The was... track one was Supercars. Yeah, that's it. And we had to hack that because we didn't actually have it. So we, we had to try and error no, and we'd... draw that actual circuit out ourselves so we could reference it later. Reverse engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't have the manual. That was a pain in the ass. It was worth it for Supercars. Yeah, Supercars was a great game. Supercars 2. Well, yeah. Yeah, Supercars, Supercars 2. Still okay. Not as good as Supercars 2 though. I your main sale. <laughs> okay, cool. So I will probably find a way of keeping all of those because it's kind of cool. Oh, okay. well, the important thing is to find how many you can fit inside each other. <laughs> not many, as it turns out. Yeah. Not, yeah, not many, as it turns out. They're all kind of the same size. Like, and unless I flat pack them, which I kind of don't want to do. Well, no. Like, I, I think my copy of Sonic 3D has already been flat packed. Like, <laughs> like because it was basically just a crappy cardboard box. There really wasn't anything to it, and the sort of middle bit is missing. So it's just the the sheath. I guess. Um, whereas, you know, you've got some like Sega Rally, which was in like a somewhat ornate, well, ornate, like sort of sculpted three, it had 3D elements to it. Like it was sort of cut away where the car graphics were and things like that. And it's like, yeah, there's no way I'm flat packing that. It might fit inside Animal, thinking about it. Animal's in a pretty big box, as is Jazz Jackrabbit 2 for some reason. Those are pretty big boxes. Yeah, you could probably cut down space, but they're in a massive friggin' box right now where I've got tons of space to spare, so. It's just more stuff to go in the loft. I wonder how much, like, the. We're, like, when did the. When did it happen that people decided. When DVDs got popular? Well, yeah, but, like, to a certain extent, there must be a, like, a money balance between, like, paying for extra shelf space versus the extra advertising you get from having a giant box. Oh, yeah. It's like, where, what, what, was that just a coincidental transition with the DVD cases being convenient? Or was it actually, like, a money behind the scenes thing where everyone was like, we don't want to pay for this, all this extra shelf space, but now we're just, everyone's using these standard boxes, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not like when, when the big boxes were the thing, like, the sections were very big anyway. They, no. there was like a small part. If anything, there's more. I mean, there's definitely bigger section of a shop like that dedicated to games now than there was then. Well, yeah, but even so, it, the was, it, was, it was. I guess it was just caused by consoles, right? Because console boxes were never well, very they big. Nice, I suppose. Yeah, they were never very big, and the PS One changed all that by just shipping in those cases. They, yeah, they always the kind of really fat, fat, fat jewel, jewel cases. cases. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. I like those fat jewel cases. And it was like from that from that moment on, boxes got smaller. 
Although the PC stuck well, yeah, with it for that, a while. That's why, it's because the PC yeah. was the one that was actually doing that. Yeah, the PC... Most consoles were the standardised P- from the start. Yeah, the PC stuck with it for a while, but the advent of the, the standard DVD case, whoever standardised that... Well, they were like, putting those inside actual boxes for a while. Oh, were they? Yeah. Not that much. I remember Max Payne just coming in a DVD case and being like, mm. Mm, okay... This makes sense. It was it was a bit of a sour moment. I, I like you know a little bit disappointing, wasn't it? When everything started coming in DVD cases, I kind of enjoyed the big box thing. Like, well, it's like and it's become like a problem again now when they're trying to sell like statuettes and shit for the collectors. Oh, yeah. like, those could have been built into a nice box in the yeah, past. Yeah, the nice boxes <laughs> that used to have like have a poster or something just in the box. Yeah. Right? And... Thing is, it was awkward because like that was the exact time when not everyone had a DVD ROM drive, so you, it was the time when everything came on like fifty. CDs. Uh, oh so yeah, like Col- Colin McRae Four is yeah. the one I have that actually has like four CDs. <laughs> yeah, but that's in a DVD shaped box, though. Well, it's in a fat mm. DVD shaped box. Exactly. Yeah, like, like that a was the only DVD way. Box, yeah, it was still CDs. Yeah, it was still CDs. But they st- they still went down the sort of standardised route, at least. But... Gay boxes. Game I think box. we better talk right. about news because we're going to run out of time. Yeah, no, sorry. We've, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, thankfully, there isn't a great deal of interesting news going on. No, not a lot um, going on. Uh, so, uh, if I can, my notes will load. We'll be able to read them. Oh, I've just got a blank page. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, um, let's see. <laughs> That's all the news. Blank. Yep, the news is done, apparently. My people phone has decided are to dumb the news. People are bitching about, about microtransactions in Counter-Strike. You seen this one? Oh, pay to spray. Pay to spray. <laughs> you can't believe it. I mean, it doesn't. This seems ridiculous, right? It's oh. it's it's a bit it's a bit. Well, here's the thing. I would like to say it sounds ridiculous, but Valve have kind of just been going this way potentially for a while. I yeah, guess this but... is the first time Valve have done a consumable like that goes away. Just, I guess the sound makers in TF2 were that. I guess. And like the dueling mini games. Yeah, but this, this, but this, this is proper mental. So CS:GO has ne- never implemented sprays from the start, and of course the community were like, "Hey, where's where's my sprays, yo? Can we have them back, please?" So Valve have finally gone, "Yeah, you can have them back, but they're all a canned set, and you have to pay us money, and they'll only be able to sp- be sprayed fifty times, and then you lose it again, and you'll have to pay us again." Uh, to which the community is obviously quite displeased. Um, I don't know why. Well, here's the thing. Well, I think, I think like, why would they even of... care? That's the thing. Yeah. Like, the whole point of sprays in Counter-Strike and D-Fortress wasn't to have a nicely designed spray. It was to have dumb memes from the internet. And if mm. you can't import your own thing into it, then what's the fucking point? <laughs> well, the problem... The pro- like, okay, so there are numerous problems at the moment with it. One, like, yes, there's that. Um... Two, this is the consumable problem. Three, they're actually exploitable really badly. So one of the reasons why you might want a set of canned, like, you know, a fixed set is to stop them from being sprayed in such a way that actually off-puts other players. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so you create... Except yeah. they haven't done that. They've well, they designed, failed in their design. Yeah, they've designed sprays that actually can be confused for other players or confused for things that other players may consider threats. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of breaking the game. Um, also, if you spray them on a window, um, they're only <laughs> visible from one side. So you can use them as camouflage to totally conceal yourself and see nice. through them. So, you know, they, way, one way they haven't, they haven't yeah. thought it through. It's just 
It's poor. I, to the like, I guess it would be acceptable if it wasn't buggy and wasn't consumable. Then it's no different from Overwatch. It's no different from games that have been doing this before in this new monetized era. Uh, but competitive play, like no one's made a move yet because it's just no one's actually made an official ruling. Although they have to just take it out. Well, it's obviously, like, it's like the competitive doesn't shouldn't even have skins technically. No, nah, like well, the color of your gun could give you an advantage. I, I guess. <laughs> It's just one of those classic things that's just sort of like getting eye from the community. It's like you, you know, there are why have we got this? There are serious bugs that need fixing in the game. Like why have you not addressed those first? Which of course can be explained by hey, game development, multiple teams working on multiple different things. Whatever it is, there everything ever. But yeah, but but of course there are some like for for the pros, there are some significant bugs every now and then that are a bit dumb. Like you know, guns can still be picked up through walls. Smokes will occasionally fail, you know. It's it, smokes it, occasionally failing. You should just that should just that's just like a realism option. Like oh, this smoke <laughs> really didn't go off correctly. So now, now you're if you were planning on using that, you're screwed. I think it's more that they, the smoke effect will occasionally flicker <laughs> yeah. or something like that. You know, like just graphics fails uh, for something that's a crucial part of the game. You know, well, the smoke graphics was always a problem, the, this, and they're still garbage. It's just a grey mass. Well, like, it's like it's meant to actually be 100% blocking your view, which is why it's a grey mass, but that was yeah. always the problem in the old Counter-Strike, where it's like, like graphics options would make it more or less transparent know, for certain could, players. You could, you, could, you could sort of contour it? Or so. Oh yeah, the old graphics option thing, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, don't know, I guess you could sort of contour it, but yeah, no, it's just solid grey. Like, it's... A crap you might thing. as well not even make it a smoke thing. You might as well just make it a flat polygon that just blocks the entire <laughs> corridor. <and> just basically <laughs> that flat. Yeah, like a sphere just turns up. Whoop. Yeah, exactly. If you, yeah, if you just smoke. because it's based on a smoke grenade, that's why it has to look like smoke. But in actual fact, all you actually want it to do is 100 percent block the view down a real corridor. <laughs> yeah. Made a black but hole that, grenade. That just... But that games that go that explicit. I've never really fared that well, right? Games that... like Quake, where like you take out all the graphics and everyone plays it like that. <laughs> You're a square jumping around and shooting some other squares. I would say it's ma- <laughs> a million frames a second. Yeah, I would say that's massively successful in that form. But um, I don't know. I'm just thinking Shoot Mania, or you know, that went explicitly. Hey, we're a shooter. Screw realism. Um, yeah, but they just did it badly. I don't think that was because of, because the idea was inherently bad. Maybe it's like what Minimum tried to do, where they were like, "We're going to make a game that's more about the game and less about the graphics." But then again, they did it badly. <laughs> Minimum's not a terrible game, sure, but like they didn't do it well enough. No, it it, it couldn't compete in the space. That's for sure. But it's a neat idea. It just wasn't that well executed. Um, yeah. It's it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. Everyone knows the only the only legitimate way to use sprays is to spray porn on a wall, and then when someone starts looking at it, backstab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only legitimate way. Well, was it like not whatever the last CS we played was before CS? CS Source probably didn't that, and and TF at one point didn't that have that mit mapping bug? Well, it wasn't a bug. It was like a weird GIF problem where it's like the GIFs didn't animate at a distance or whatever, so if you made a one-frame GIF where the first frame was something and then the rest was blank... <laughs> then... It would change to something else over a certain distance, yeah. so you could have like a an animation, like you'd look at something and it'd be like totally benign, and then you get close to it, and it's like, boobies! Yep, exactly. 
<laughs> it's dumb. Yep. What else uh, is going that's, on? That, that's our Valve being dumb news for the day. Okay. Uh, uh, I've, got, I've got a correction. Go on. So we talked about Battlefield maps and do they matter? Yeah. Um, Battlefield 3 only launched with nine. Okay. Uh, in total. So that's the same as what Battlefield 1 is launching with. How do you feel about that? Well, again, we still don't know about how like how legitimately nine the Battlefield One nine is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. We still don't know. Um, they did. They did tell us some stuff on the Battlefield One front. Uh, what the single player is, uh, and they're not going down the route of doing a single storyline campaigny type thing. They're sort of going back to 1942's approach and being like, "Hey, we're making a set of mini stories, and each level is basically its own like little." Mini campaign, well, you know, yeah, doing it like Call of Duty does it, just having just jumping about. Characters. But there's no like continuity between them. Like, <laughs> well, apart from like, it being the whole the story, of World War One, yeah, yeah. But you know, what I mean, I like, you treat each one as a separate rather than like Call of Duty's. Hey, we're still advancing a plot. You're just a different guy every mission. Or makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm totally okay with that. That's probably the best way they could take it because you know three and four's campaigns weren't very good, but. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of okay. Cool. Um, and I did—I should have dug into this more, but I did just skim that fans have managed to revive Battlefield Twenty One Forty Two. Well, that would be nice. So it's sort of playable again. Oh yeah, you well, it, it was already yeah. playable. Like EA was still selling it, and it still technically worked. It's just like no one was playing it, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought the servers were up or something dumb. I like think that. it did like, get shut down recently, and that's why they've like they've sorted it out. Yeah. Because yeah. there were, I think there were a few games that are still on sale, like Battlefront, the original Battlefront one and two. You can still buy off Steam, but there's no servers there. No one's running those. You've got to mod the game and run on like unofficial servers if you want to play that thing or set up a LAN. And they're, 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 you have to be quite careful with it. They do say in the Steam blurb, but you have got to go and read it to, mm. to see that that's that's the case. Uh, yep, yeah, so there's that. Um, Quantum uh, Break. Let's revisit this thing. They they did say they were going to do it, but it turned out to be weirder than, than, than we thought. They've released Quantum Break on Steam now, so you're not just stuck to the Universal Windows platform version if you want it on PC. Um... But here's the oddity. The Steam version runs on DX11, whereas the Universal Windows platform version runs on DX12. And the DX11 version runs about 10 to 20% better. Yep. Okay. So Remedy have tried to explain themselves about this, and they basically came back and said, yeah, we're, we're not really familiar with DX12. Like, we went back to what we knew and made something better. Well, that's not that surprising. It's, it's like, no one's familiar with DX12 yet, really. The problem is, is that it's a cop-out, because they've already said they're not going to patch the DX12 version of the game anymore. So they're not going to even try and make that version of the game that people have purchased, like, as good as the one they've just put out on Steam. And it's... I don't know. I don't think that's their fault at all. I think that's a bad look, man. That's just DX12 is fine. There's nothing wrong with DX12. It's just the developer being crap at it. Yeah. So what? (laughs) Doesn't mean anything. They. I don't know. I think they should have put their effort into actually learning what the new technology is and like making that better rather than putting a whole different version. It's. 
I get the one upshot from this that I see is that it shows that Microsoft Studios published productions can still come out on Steam. Well, maybe. I mean, that's going to be limited, but that backs up what Phil Spencer was saying about, like, hey, we still see see Steam as important to the PC ecostructure. Ecostructure? What's the word I was looking for? (laughs) One of those two words that you mashed together. Ecosystem? That'll do, yeah. Yeah. Ecosystem. Yeah. So that happened. That's a bit weird. I don't. I yeah. I don't think that looks good on Remedy. But um, and Remedy have come out and also said what they're working on next, sort of, and it's a multiplayer game, which the fans of Remedy are now sort of set there going, "Hey, what? You're not making a story based, a story based game? But story based games are what you're what you're kind good of, at. It's kind of your thing." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Dodgy times for Remedy, maybe. Well, we'll see. Never know. I liked Quantum Break, and I, yeah. like, I would have liked to have seen them to stick with it because I think they were onto something, but it needed refinement. Like the game, the gameplay just wasn't quite there. Mm. I don't think the other part of it came off fully, though, did it? With in as Microsoft would have hoped. I don't know about Remedy. I, I think they probably did what they set out to do. No, I mean, it, it, it probably doesn't tie out. But, I mean, Remedy probably see it as a bit of a disappointment because obviously Microsoft backing out of TV before they even released the game. Yeah. And, you know, them doing this cross-media thing could have perhaps bigger be, have been bigger than the game, I guess, mm. had things gone well. Mm. But I didn't think any of the TV stuff was bad. You know, I think they made good with what they had. Mm. It's just it didn't, like... Um elevate either kind of what do you call it platform you know, no i think it, i think you know one didn't help the other it was more I like yeah it, i just it's it's really interesting an idea and i think they they uh, perhaps like shorten the episodes so they weren't like classic episodes if you know what i mean make make them out to be like little um short cutscenes, like mini episodes mm. or something that you know sort of progress other storylines that are going on outside of the game. But I guess you could equally achieve that stuff through, like, in-game cutscenes. Or even, like, uh, web but, webisodes or whatever. Yeah, maybe. But it's 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 interesting to have it, like, fed in that way, because it's like, while you were doing this, all this was going on elsewhere. That's an interesting way of doing the storytelling. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Amazon revealed some games that they're working on. Uh, oh, yeah. Having like said they were going to try and wade in with, I don't know, we don't really know how, but you know, they bought Double Helix though all those years ago, the original uh, Killer Instinct developers. Um, and they've announced three titles are coming our way, none of which sound that interesting. Um, what platforms are these? I've got to be honest, I didn't, I didn't really glean that information. Um, they just said that, hey, we've got three games in the works. They looked pretty, they, look, they looked kind of pretty. So I don't know if they're planning to release them on Android, if that's what you mean, or tablets. Yeah, I mean, and by their description, fire. they sound like, and by the description of them, they sound like game games. So right. one of them called New World is basically a survival multiplayer game. Yawn. Uh, one of them's an arena shooter, which I don't know might be interesting. Um, called Crucible, 
which means uh, to me that's like, oh, you just took that straight out of Destiny. <laughs> well, you just used a generic term for yeah, but Destiny <laughs> Destiny specifically calls its PvP the Crucible. <laughs> Snooker specifically calls it his place for prison. <laughs> the one in Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely sure Bungie would have been aware of the Crucible. Um, uh, and a sports-influenced MOBA called Breakaway. So, Break- I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Shrug, I guess. The Amazon news I've seen is Twitch is part of Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah, what? Wait, wait, hang on, back that up. What? How? If you have Amazon Prime, you now get, like, Twitch Prime, essentially. Oh, I get it. Okay. Right. Okay. Add free viewing and free monthly channel subscription. So, the one, that's actually quite relevant, because the one wrinkle that they mentioned about all of these games is that they are, because of their Twitch ownership, um, they are planning ways in which Twitch can influence those games. So, like, your viewers will have some way of interacting with it. I bet it's not quite as crazy as iDubbbz hash bombs. Well, probably but, similar. But, <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be, like, a voting process where, you know, you send specific messages and then that stuff eventually kicks in the game if there's enough traction. Yeah, just pulls it out of the chat. Or maybe, like, large numbers of viewers cause a crowd to build up in the MOBA. I don't know, like, things like that. They're going to have some sort of level of... of Twitch interplay. Um, some crappy Overwatch news, I guess. Again, like unfortunately, in, in terms of my efforts to get Zach into the game, no real map or hero news. <laughs> still, which is disappointing. Uh, but they are giving Symmetra uh, a bit of an overhaul. Apparently, she's the least used character, um, so they're trying to make her more flexible in more scenarios. Um, and they've added a ton, a ton of new VO to the game, like so, like or will be. So the the players, you know, the characters, just say more varied stuff, which I guess makes sense. That's, cool. You know, keeps it from going stale if the characters aren't repeating lines so much. Uh, uh, Neversoft and Warner Brothers have finally made good on Mortal Kombat X for the PC. They finally patched it so it works online specifically as part of the upcoming uh, XL edition. So, you know, only over a year after release, they finally got around to fixing it. It's a bit dumb that they called it XL. I don't know, that's kind, of, that's kind of great, isn't it? Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat XL. <laughs> yes, but that, that also means 40, because they made Mortal Kombat X for 10. It's like, <laughs> now we're at Mortal Kombat 40 suddenly. <laughs> okay. It's a Super Bowl logic, though. Yeah. They didn't want to... Have, have they, did you hear they've gone back to, like, LI or something for, for this year, or next year? It's like, they, like, it's they, they couldn't call it Super Bowl, Super Bowl Bowl, but they're happy with Super bowl <laughs> Okay. Super Bowl L. It's because L was just like a single letter in it. Yeah. That's why it was done. Super Bowl L. L. <laughs> that would have been so you... good. <laughs> oh. Missed opportunity. But it doesn't even make sense in Mortal Kombat XL anyway, because it's not really a bigger game. It's, well, it's, got, all like... the, it's got all the DLC. Yeah, it's marginally bigger. I mean, we wouldn't call that an XL. Maybe an L. <laughs> 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 well, they've got to get the X in there somewhere. What, X space L? <laughs> <laughs> you mean... 
Right. Uh, we'll just call it something dumb, like Mortal Kombat Extreme. <laughs> with the X. Mortal Kombat Alien Edition. Oh, no, it's Predator this time, isn't it? Oh, no, it's the Alien in this one. I can't remember. I think it might be the Alien. Yeah, not Predator. Uh, let's crap through the rest of these. Uh, a few more. Uh, Gears of War 4 came out. Um, Apparently and- quite good. Yeah, quite Surprise good. Me. Like fairly mixed. In like, I've read lo- I've read reviews that say the campaign is crap. I've said others saying the campaign is business as usual. Like, as in, doesn't really beat one to three. Everyone seems to be ignoring judgment, which is sensible. Um, but I thought, based on the E three thing, that it would be rubbish. And it I still think okay. it does kind of look kind kind of rubbish, but in the way that Gears always was. I think it's if you know what I mean, like okay, I'm, I'm yeah. slightly maybe it's giant bombs coverage, but um, I'm slightly more positive on it, especially because you can play on PC and shit. So apparently, the problems are that the the the, the 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 for those that are critical of the campaign, that the actual set pieces aren't quite as imaginative as they have been in the past. Okay, um, like sometimes falling back to too many turret sections. <laughs> um, but where it does get interesting is when they merge the horde mode mechanics into campaign segments. So you're doing like a, def- a wave-based defense run in the middle of the campaign, but you actually get to build stuff using like horde mode style stuff and flipping that into the campaign, actually, they said was smart because horde mode apparently is really good this time as long as you don't mind setting aside two hours to play it hmm. like in, a, in an online session. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the best in terms of... It's the best uh, Universal Windows platform release thus far in that it... It's supposedly it has been, yeah, and it's been giving the full PC game treatment, as in, yeah. like, the amount of scalability of this thing seems insane. Well, it's like, the, the Unreal the, Engine. Yeah, the number of options there is 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 yeah. ridiculous. I think it makes sense. And it has it. and it has brilliant benchmarking. It has like and all that. Stuff. It's it's just someone. And there aren't this that through. many good shooters. goddammit, it, on the PC anymore. I th- I feel like it might. They're all consoleized, aren't they? Might yeah. win by default in a way. Well, here's the thing: like, does does Gears play okay on a mouse and keyboard? I mean, that's a good question. Have done that, I but I've, I've never tried that. It is no, to me. It's a, it's a twin. It's a well, it's, it's a joypad game because yeah. it's third person. That's why it seems yeah. weirder. Well, Max Payne was okay with third person with with a. But mouse. equally, it has a lot of railgun style weapons, like for the multiplayer and stuff like that. You know, the yeah. torque bow and things like that. So I wonder if that will actually make it better, I mean, or maybe it just becomes it makes it worse because it will be a snipe fest or something. I mean, there was definitely a feeling in Gears of War where, say, when you're doing the roadie run, you can't turn very fast. That would be mm. a really weird feeling with a mouse. Like, yeah, the restricted turning, like. It would be really strange. I wouldn't it? I don't know. Maybe it'd be fine. Yeah. So, so apparently they've like they've like one of the bits they've added to the multiplayer. The multiplayer is most mostly the same, like other than horde mode getting its uh, um, new version. Uh, but they've added they have added some simplistic perk system to it, which they didn't have before. So you can choose to have some. Uh, special abilities like being able to like <laughs> the one that sounds awesome to me is like if you've got two players on either side of co- cover there are now multiple depending on the perk you pick there are now multiple ways of dealing with that scenario instead of just each other like popping up like trying to punch each other like like or just shooting each other casually over each side of a stupid bit of cover you can one of them is called yank and shank which basically means you just reach over the cover and pull the guy to you and stab him on the way. That should be a perk. Like it should be a default melee option because well, it would solve that problem for everyone. The reason, yeah, the reason why they've made that a perk is because the, the other choice is if you're charging at a bit of cover and you know there's a guy on the other side, 
like you could do it like a, a running jump over and take him down as opposed to having to get in cover and take him down approach and it's like and they made that choice rather than a you can always do that yeah you should have just had both it would have been much better yeah i don't know I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a balance reason for it but assuming or if they just wanted to like fold in perks just because then maybe that's a bit crap but you know Sounds like they're sort of doing it, but yeah, business as usual, but not necessarily terrible business as usual. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'm tempted or not. I mean, that sort of awkward middle ground. Wow, Steam sales. <laughs> Except it a... won't be universal oh, no. Windows platform. Oh, unless it comes out on Steam, <laughs> like we were saying. Oh yeah, like like <laughs> like six months later, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh. Oculus Touch controllers have got a price. It's £190, which makes the Rift set more expensive than Vive. Okay. Which sounds pretty dumb to me. That's a stupid decision. £190. I mean, they're not doing that well, are they? No. Oculus. I don't know. That's that's a stupid amount of money. Do you see the thing the other day where they're strapping a, like a a little like smartphone computer onto the back of your head to give you somewhere in between, like a wireless experience that looked a bit better than these gear, oh, weird. VR things. What, yeah. using phone gyroscopes or something? Or? No, it's just that it's like, it's a full-on, Oc- it's an experiment, right? But it's a full-on Oculus where the computer is actually attached to your head or whatever. So obviously it can't be a beefy computer. It has to be mm. some kind of, it's probably a, a, a Nvidia Shield type thing, but that right. means you're not tethered, right? And it's a better experience than um, the ones where you Wise. literally strap a phone screen to your face. Oh, okay, um, right, yeah. But not nearly as good an experience as actual wired, you know, apart from the wire problem. Anyway, I don't know. It didn't seem that interesting. It's like mm. uh, if they figured out how to do it wirelessly, which they're not going to do for a while, if ever, um, that would be amazing. But, uh, just make that the new, make that a, like a ridiculous add-on for the NX. Just like the NX Virtual Boy attachment. Yeah, right? yeah, it yeah. Make it into a headset. <laughs> totally. But then, how would you like control it? I guess then. Well, you the controllers are detachable. Your... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> that, Apparently, you know that would be hilarious. I mean, that's not outside the realms of possibility, is it, Zeg? That's a huge <laughs> Fairly outside the realms of possibility. Uh, yeah. it's, an, it's a Nintendo-like solution. It's, it's a thing that someone could hack to do, probably. You never know. <laughs> Nintendo might do that. Anyway, um, blah. O- Oculus really need to just like realize that they're not they're not competing, or that does, at least to me, it doesn't feel like they're competing. Well, it doesn't like, feel like anyone's competing with anyone yet. If they, if, they, if, they, if, they, if they just drop their price to be like, like to fit somewhere in the middle of PSVR, with, you know, the full PSVR kit, the Oculus kit, and then Vive kit, like if they just slotted themselves in the middle, that sounds appropriate, but they're not. They're still trying to compete on Vive level when the Vive is superior. The thing is, they can't um, like loss lead it. Uh, because not enough people will. It's not a console. Not enough people will buy it at this point. No, but they've so just they they've just they've just put themselves. In a, yeah, they've just bought themselves a hole. Though is the problem. They need to try and get like they do have to lost lead. They do have to try and like. They, if you ask yeah. me, just try and save themselves. They or they yeah. do a complete company shift and focus on this mobile centric stuff. It's like I don't. I 
I, I yeah. really think they're in trouble. I guess it doesn't matter. They're owned by Facebook, so they're not going down anytime soon. So no, and it's still only Phase One VR. Like, yeah, given everything that's been said, like about like you know PSVR is being officially reviewed now and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know, everyone is saying quite good. Yeah, it surprisingly does, and everyone's like you know there there are things that Oculus and Vive can definitely learn from PSVR. Like the top one being, hey, they really designed the hell out of this of this headset, so it's light and comfortable. You guys yeah. should pay attention to that. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like, so I'm Oculus and Vive Phase 2. If they take away anything from PSVR, that is going to be a market improvement. It's just, yeah. do that, please. Do that. Uh, right. Very quickly, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is officially in development now. Well, as officially as it's ever been, really. One thing they've actually come out and said, like, no, no, no. We're in pre-production now. We're, pretty we're pretty sure they probably have said that previously. They've, they've said more than that, once. They've confirmed it eight years ago once, saying, <laughs> saying, yeah, we're 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 doing this. But they didn't go as far as to say, no, we're actually in pre-production. This is the first time those words have been sp- spoken, and concept art has been released. And well, they've made videos. For they've made trailers, times. and there's that one leaked concept video that well, they didn't put out themselves that got leaked. And no one even knows if that was ever re- legit or not. And also, like, pre-production literally means nothing. That's no, just, no, that's no. just a bullshit marketing word. It's like, that might as well just be, we're thinking about it. Because that's what pre-production actually is. It, mean, like, it means concepts. they have... Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that means they at least have a team on, on it full-time is what that actually means. <laughs> although, although, the one sort of mark against that is that... Uh, is it Michelle or Michael Ansel? Who's the director of Beyond yeah. Good and Evil is currently working on Wild, and that still hasn't happened yet. Okay. Well, that can't. And, and unless, unless, unless how that demoed, I wouldn't have thought that requires much more creative work. That's yeah, like yeah. Thing where it's maybe like he can he's already done that, and it just needed building out. Yeah, maybe you can leave the team to it now, to some to some degree. Um. Uh. And the final thing on my list is Azak. Have you heard of Atlas Reactor? Someone on my team list plays it constantly, so that's as much as I've heard about it. Okay, so I, was, <laughs> uh, I, I saw this and I heard it described as um, basically XCOM. Someone tr- tried to take XCOM style combat and make it change it up a bit and make it multiplayer uh, focused. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure how it works. But it looks like you have a you you basically control a single guy and you plan out your move and then like but all the teams are doing that at once and then all the turns play out sequ- like simultaneously. Sure. So you queue up what, like frozen side apps. Yeah, a little bit, but sort of hero based and um yeah, trying trying to put the sort of the the hero spin on simultaneous frozen synapse slash XCOM uh, combat. Uh, if, if, if given your lack of knowledge of it, I was just wondering how you thought that that sat with you because it, 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 you you struck me as like the well, out of the three of us, the one that would look at that and go, "Yeah, that sounds like something I'd play." <laughs> well, <I'm... coughs> it's a matter of like, well, what, how much is there actually to it? Because like, if you think about what XCOM was actually like in multiplayer, it's just like you could build out a team with like different skills and stuff, and then fight them against each other and you could have one player play the aliens and one player play the humans. It's like, yeah, it's fine, but there's like three maps and then mm. <laughs> you, know, you play it once and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a matter of like the actual content. 
Well, it sounds like there, there, like from what I know of it, there are some. It's, it's somewhat ingenious. Like they've split the turn into like four phases, and you can, um, uh, and and they, those always play out in the same sequence, but they always play out for all players in the same sequence. So like you can, you, there's a there's a I think they call it prep dash combat and something else. I forget what the last one was. So you can like play place traps and uh, do like little healing maneuvers or something like that during the prep phase, and those all happen before combat. Um, so in, and then your dash phase is like, hey, you can move out of the way of something, um, if you want to. Oh no, move comes last. Sorry, a generic move comes last. Then you then all your combat like executes, so everyone shoots each other, and then you move out of the way or move to your next location or next bit of cover at the end. No, it's really um, just like that, just like that um, the Star Wars board game that I was playing on tabletops in Laser Race. Uh, the same, yeah, essentially maybe. a board game concept where it's just like you assign moves but you don't know what the enemy's going to do yeah, and yeah, yeah. you see where you are and then if there's a guy in the range then you can shoot. And then... Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah. No, it's basically that. Yeah, so you can sort of plan ahead with other team members. It's like 4v4, I think, but it's not... What I couldn't gather is whether or not you're controlling all four of your heroes, or if every player just has control of one guy to try and speed it up a bit. Mm. Like, so the idea is like you know you could have one player who's a trap player put a trap down. Um, you dash in to do a combat maneuver. Uh, oh, I don't know. There, there are ways of luring players basically and like doing stuff to like you know, if you think that that it's all about prediction. Like, the enemy's probably going to do this, right? He's got his charge ready, so he's going to jump on my face. So if I prep a trap where I'm standing, dash out the way, and and then that guy charges in, he can land. But, but then I've prepped, I, I've commanded my shoot mechanic to, to shoot at where I was just standing. So I not only do I get out of the way, but I damage him twice in my turn. And then I still have my move thing to get out of the way of being in his line of sight for the next turn. You know, things like that. It sounds kind of smart. And it has a nice animated trailer on Steam. <laughs> so there's that Atlas reactor. Looks interesting, but probably more interesting. Why that was news? It's not. It's sort of in the blending phase between news and games. Hence why I left that it. That person last. on my speed list who plays it all the time has been playing it for months by judging by how often I see the play. Oh, I think it's just come out of beta. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so. I mean, that makes sense. Well, I'm not sure they're actually playing it. I think they might be doing like some kind of market slash farming or something. I think there might be some trading aspect or somewhere. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really talk to them about it, but you know. I, I just it, see it pop up all the time. I think it is sort of free to play, but they have a buy-in option where if you like buy a certain pack or something, you'll just get access to all of the characters they add forevermore. Something like that. So just... trial it, I guess. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I just wanted to rank in case okay. I'm interested. End interested anyone? Time for what you've been playing. Who's going first? Uh Seg? No, I think you have to go first because I oh. know what you've been playing because I've seen your Steam achievements, and we oh. have to talk about that, obviously. <laughs> Fine, okay. What have you been playing? Uh, well, I bounced off Shadow of Mordor. Can't be bothered. I yeah, got I, killed. By... I did notice that too. <laughs> right. Yeah, because like, um, 
I don't know. I did like the movement and I was doing the Batman combat and I was like, this isn't as good as Batman, but okay. Uh, which is fine, you know, because you hit the counter button and shit, and it's like, wow, I've just started this game, and I can take on a million orcs because I can, like, infinitely like, counter, jump over counter, them counter. and stab them, yeah. etc. So and they keep, like, because it's an open world, they keep um, I, I keep aggroing them the longer I fight, and then more of them come, and it's like, okay, fine. But then, there are these beasts, like, um, like, dog big wolf type things they they then like wargs, the wargs, yeah, wargs but they're not wargs for some right. reason they didn't use wargs which wargs would make sense they're called like carrigan or something anyway and of course you can't counter those so it says it gives you the button prompt to dodge out of the way of them which is fine mm. but if you hit the button that doesn't work you have to actually dodge out of the way of them right you can't just hit the button and the guy knows which way to dodge you have to dodge in the direction that's away from the way they're right, running right. So, so and you if can't just roll like, into their mouth and be yeah okay. you can't just which makes sense i guess but it's really hard to have the situational awareness if there's more than one of them or if you're fighting enemies it's really hard to roll figure out the correct way you need to be rolling because you can't even see what the fuck's going on really oh right and, so you might yeah. roll into another one yeah exactly you. and they're charging and they're running into walls and stuff and i just got fucked up by them one too many times and i was like this doesn't feel i'm sure it probably gets better but i just can't be bothered anyway what, maybe so. you're missing an ability yeah i mean you can ride them and stuff later on i think you can you know and all Ooh. kinds of stuff but um i don't know i just wasn't wasn't really feeling it in terms of mm. mechanically i'm sure it gets especially with the whole you know um army system and the lieutenants and stuff and that did we sort figure of out what called... the name of that was <laughs> oh, the, the shadow border system yeah rivals yeah. or whatever we, we the, called it rivals last rivalry time. system i mean it's cool obviously but i didn't get heavily into it because i got fed up with the combat and i was thinking man this was like game of the year for that year but it wasn't the best year now was it, was it two years ago now yeah whenever it was there wasn't much mm. going on anyway that was our, that was our bayonetta year wasn't it uh yeah i think so what were they thinking yeah so um I'm sure people really enjoyed it, etc. But whatever, I bounced off it. So instead, I start playing XCOM 2. Hey. Which is like semi-relevant because it just came out on consoles. So yep, I yeah. noticed that because fucking the wikias I was using were covered in fucking XCOM 2 adverts. Yeah, uh, there's right. a bunch of XCOM. Not 2. that wikias aren't always covered in the adverts all the time, always because <laughs> fucking wikia, it's a bloody terrible hosting solution for wikis. <laughs> I wish people would stop using it because every time I have to go and look up something on one of those, it's like, oh god, is this page even going to oh, load no. correctly? It's so just going to crash. Can't, can't people just use the Wikipedia like engine? Like, isn't that freely available? Because it's like it is. Well, I then they have to like, host it. Everything. Yeah, they? it's like it's the hosting more than oh, right. the convenience of having a place where you can just buy a wiki site. Essentially, gotcha. Yeah, but they're fucking terrible sites covered in adverts that break the page most of the time. Yeah, the software's called MediaWiki, right? That is used quite a bit, but Wikias are, yeah, yeah, are a hosted version of MediaWiki. I think they do run that, but it's obviously some kind of fork, and it has all those insane adverts. And and the ones where it's like you click an external link and it pops up an advert um, that even I see with an ad blocker, it just pops up a blank modal, and then you have to click another button to actually go to the link. So if, if one of these wikis links to Wikipedia, it's like a two-step process to actually get there. Yeah, outbound links. Yeah. Oh, so mm. annoying. Uh, anyway, 
XCOM 2. Um, yeah. We have to talk about this, then, Zag. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking at 2014 just to say, like, hey, like, was that a bad year? And it's like, there are some games on here that are that should have been noteworthy, like Forza Horizon 2 and Dark Souls 2, if we were into that. Forza Horizon 2 is... Yeah. It's, at this point, seen as, like, the the least good one. <laughs> now there's three, right? I guess. Yeah, well, Although it's well, fine. It's three fine. is basically two, just in a better environment. Yeah, that's it's what the same say. game. They're all the same game, yeah. Mario Kart 8 as well that year. Yeah. As well as Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. Right. Um, XCOM. So, trying to figure out how I feel about it. Like... The whole timer thing, yeah, not as bad for me as I thought it would be. I see what they're doing. Like the whole thing, the whole thing in general, I see what they're trying to do, and I think that um, as a sequel, they're, they're they're making a lot of decisions which seem logical. Like they're mixing it up, which is kind of what you want, right? Because there's a whole idea of you don't want the same again, right? Yeah, right. Which is g- good. I think they made some. I think that I don't think the decisions they made to differentiate it from the first game are bad, but they're not enough to make me like it more than the first game. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, even down to like the setting and stuff, I think it's cool that it has a different, a, a mixed up setting where now you're the resistance and you know and the aliens have already won and all of that stuff. I think that is cool and it does make it sort of scarier in a different way not not really scary but you know creepier XCOM always has a sort certain creepiness to it right although it was a bit cartoony originally well the thing but... about the third the original or like the first one of this the first pair, reboot guess, yeah <laughs> is like the creepiness was because you didn't know anything about yeah aliens. yeah whereas now they sort of try to do that again except now it's just like these are the same aliens only they've changed yeah like <laughs> it doesn't quite work the same way like, like for, for instance, like it's less, much less cartoony. Like the actual aliens are sort of creepier in their animations and everything. Like sectoids are much bigger and scarier than they were. Obviously, they're like totally well, different. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. For example, and like, but for me, like for example, the thin men have turned into the um, snakes. snakes. Is that right? Yeah. Um. But the Thin Men were cartoony compared to the snakes. But the Thin Men were creepier because they were like weird X-Files villains. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were... Uncanny Valley type thing. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I liked there were whole missions where it was just Thin Men, right? In, yeah. in, in XCOM. And those were cool. Um, well, I think those missions were cool just because Thin Men were easy. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They were easy. But they were, they were also... Of, they, were, they were kind of awesome, though. I like the Thin Men. Yeah. Yeah, they were kind of awesome. And, like, I don't not like the new creature designs. Like, I quite like the snake. I think the snake is... What's it called? I just call it the snake, whatever it's called. Viper. Viper Yay! thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, because its its ability to grab your one of your squad, you know, from miles away is quite bad. Yeah. You know, like, it, they can screw you up even, like... It, almost especially later on, even though they're a weak enemy, they can screw you up. Like the the design of the enemies, there's more enemies, and the design of their attacks is more kind of dastardly. Do you know what I mean? Less straight yeah, ahead. That, that's sure, a good, that's a good word. Um, 
like the Codex guy who clone who teleports and cl- clones himself when he gets hit and yeah has that area of effect attack that that unloads all your weapons like that guy's a bastard <laughs> um, Un- unloads what you mean yeah just cl- you clip out yeah yeah you just all have of- to reload so yeah basically reload. you have to you have to choose to either move or shoot because <laughs> you can't you have to reload which uses half your turn yeah but you have to move because the next turn that area effect attack explodes yeah so or you could just tank it it's not that damaging i guess so uh i, I find it hard to leave my guys like in a well sure in you a, don't want anyone to take any damage yeah, they'll be in yeah. fucking hospital for a month <laughs> exactly that that <laughs> takes is that what happens if yeah you leave I a mean, mission and they're hurt at all well, well it, a, it doesn't seem to re- matter if you heal them. Like, if yeah, they were exactly. gravely That's wounded the at any point, then then they take ages to recover. Well, I there's, mean, you, there's basically yeah. two problems with that with the wound system, one of which is fixed with mods. Firstly, like, healing them in battle doesn't really count. Like, yeah. even if you heal them in battle back to full health, when you get back, they're still counted as gravely to, wounded, so you're still, right, they're right. still going to be out of action for a month it, or whatever. You've basically yeah. just drugged them up to get through the pain yeah, of the, for the mission. Yeah, yeah. which then, I guess but, is fair. But then, like, the other problem with it is that is that it doesn't actually account for armor at all. Because when you get the higher levels of armor, it adds to your health bar, but it doesn't it doesn't count that as armor, essentially, because armor is a different thing. You could also have armor, which reduces da- damage. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's a second layer. It just reduces the amount of damage that gets to your health. And that's on enemies as well. So. Yeah, and that's on enemies Oh, as wait, well. so you mean the probability of wounds is still... Is like, well, it's not like, if you, if you have, like, power armor or something which adds eight blocks to your health bar, if you take any damage at all, it still counts as health damage, so you still get wounded and you still have to go to hospital, whereas... Theoretically, those first eight blocks on your health bar are the armor, not your actual yeah. health. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> There's a mod that you can use to fix that, of course. That, that, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. That sounds wrong. They shouldn't have done that. I'd, 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 like just from a world building point of view, it's like, yeah, no. It, like if your armor is stronger, the bullets, the armor should take the bullet. Yeah, that's all. And it's like plasma point. and stuff. It's like the whole point of having armor is to not yeah. let the plasma hit your body. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. kind of like that. Like, it's one of the oddities of Overwatch, right? That they actually decided to model things like armor and shield damage as slightly different forms of health. Yeah. Right? It's like they they thought about it. Like, Diva will take armor damage before she takes. Well, I suppose all. It's, <laughs> well, I suppose it's, it's all armor. On top of it. I suppose it's all armor damage on on Diva. Yeah. But you know, like you know, Zenyatta like is, work, is, right? is 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 uh, no, well, Quake was weird, wasn't it? Because you sort of hurt a little bit of health. Yeah. And then a lot of armor if you had armor, but yeah, yeah, that's how it should, should be. Anyway, that's one little yeah. thing. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, the time limit thing, like it just means you're not creeping forward and hitting Overwatch all the time, which is good. I think it is Overwatch. an improvement. You have to basically, at the start of the game, most of them start with you in this new mechanic stealth, called concealment yeah. which is stealth which is cool which makes sense in the world you know in terms of the anna's well mechanic. it makes sense apart from the bit where the timer still goes down while you're in stealth which yeah is really now cool. that that is done <laughs> um yeah but then you kind of have to rush forward anyway even though when there's no enemies around because otherwise you're basically wasting turns yeah then the moment you get spotted like i haven't quite figured out i like the concealment mechanic i think it's cool and because the idea that basically the main benefit of concealment as far as i can tell is that the overwatch aim penalty is removed so you can actually kind of trap enemies um 
I don't know if it's removed exactly. It's just like this. I'm not entirely sure what the bonus is because it's this weird, like, semi-Overwatch state where it doesn't trigger if any, if you see enemies until you get revealed. So yeah. it's not exactly the same as Overwatch. But when the Overwatch happens, then you, you it's like a normal shot. You don't get the aim penalty. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh, from, like, I a see. setup perspective. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're so, so you can prepared. like you meant so to prepare put, so a trap, put, basically. Put, yeah. So if you put your concealed, what you mean is you're, if you're concealed and you put like a like a, a wall of people in Overwatch. Well, basically, yeah. what like, you want, but you specifically go out and purposefully get yourself revealed. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of the do. Overwatch guys are then stronger for that turn. Well, yeah. ideally, what you want to do is move all but one of your people and have them go into Overwatch and then move the last person the so furthest. he gets revealed and then when the enemies move because they've seen you then everyone on your team shoots yeah, <laughs> yeah because so, you so can, does that can... only work when you know you're going to get revealed yeah right well unless you the enemies to reveal as well obviously you don't have well, to yeah. move into their sightline if or, you shoot or, them, you're revealed or in like the occasions where the enemy patrol moves to a space where they can see you mm. yeah on their turn. Uh, yeah, of course. on their turn. And then they're <laughs> yeah, fucked. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of fun. Uh, but it is quite hard to set up that trap while you've got a time limit over your head because you tend yeah. to want to dash in the first couple of turns mm. just to be aggressive because you just have to kind of get there. Um, which, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's awkward because that goes against my style of, my style of playing. Well, everyone's style was, was very forward slow. and overwatch, yeah. But that yeah. is gone. Like, and I think that's actually quite a, a positive um, it, it's sort of good, but like it's one of those things where it's like it's a good mechanic in theory, except you you have to. It's not exactly exploits, but you have to like just from your yeah. knowledge of the game, you have to like intuit where might be safe to run to immediately in order yeah. to be able to see where the enemies are. That's quite. <laughs> it's like that's not there, exactly yeah. like game mechanics. It's like this weird. Yeah. thing you have to be able to like vaguely know from the design of the level where it's like oh that building rooftop will probably be, be not okay. visible so i'll probably yeah. just grapple up there on my first turn i'm and kind of there i'll be able that. to see the enemies yeah exactly so so i'm kind of rushing my snipers because well yeah <laughs> which, they can't move and shoot mainly. because they can't move and shoot but instead of having them hang back it's like well they're going to need to move forward eventually so i might as well rush them on the first turn and hope that they don't reveal a whole bunch of enemies and you know hope well, i've like, once, once you get the grappling hook suit for a sniper and then it's just like first turn you just grapple onto whatever high you think there right is. <laughs> do i need to build those for my snipers i'm like halfway through so probably or maybe less i don't know well it's just like i only made one because you right. don't really need one i guess because you just switch it yeah. out oh, yeah. the way equipment works now you have the yeah. grappling hook yes i always give that to the snipers because height advantage is just so important for snipers and it's really good i, I like i always like snipers in the first game and and the, the the what death from above bonus is really good where if you kill someone from high you get an extra action i think that's right Oh, um, nice. One of them, yeah, I think. There that's, that's pretty nice. So the perks are nice, just like they were before. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? You're painting this in a way more positive light than Zach did. Well, I, I think it's a good really. game. I, I think it's, I think it's good. I just don't, I just don't get as good vibes as I, I'm not enjoying it as much as, 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 well, when I'm I played also the first like... game, but I don't think it's done bad things. I think it's actually, you know, made some, I made a good effort of making a, a proper sequel that's yeah. different, but I just don't like it as much. 
But also, there could be a situation where it's like theoretically Dan hasn't had any any, any legitimate bullshit happened yet. Yeah, because <laughs> there was that period, like the second time I tried to try to play it, and I just had like three or four missions in a row where it's like, oh, these are fine. The time limit isn't even a problem. Yeah. Whereas those first few where I've been completely fucked by the time limit, it was like that's really annoying. I've definitely scraped it a couple of times, um, especially and and like I've had a mission the other day where I had to. Uh, evac without killing everything because there right. was a codex and it turned into two and I was like, fuck that, I'm just going to run away. Which is fine, obviously. Well, uh, assuming you've already completed the mission objective, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the only objective. It was uh, run away. Uh, that was like rescue one of my guys. Sure, Who, the rescue missions, yeah. Yeah, I actually got confused by that because I didn't understand what had happened to the guy. Um, I think they got knocked out, but then... Yeah, you. it's basically... you just. I mean, it depends on whether it's like a rescue mission or a take a hostage kind of mission because you basically just run up and punch them and then you have to, one of your guys has to pick them up and carry them. Yeah, but I think what happened in one of my missions was um, I think it was a rescue VIP mission, but one of my guys got knocked out, I think, and then I think I what I should have done is pick him up and carry him out, but instead right. I just sort of left him and then I managed to rescue them later, you know, in a later mission. Oh, but right, I, you mean I, the I, aliens caught them because you didn't evac them and then you could go back later and get them back exactly but i didn't understand what had happened when they got incapacitated because i couldn't select them anymore and it wasn't <laughs> so the thing clear. is in my in my playthrough i've never had anyone incapacitated yeah they always just die or don't <laughs> yeah exactly i was really confused i was like did he die because it didn't come up with a little you know it didn't say this guy has died in the it did. Uh, uh, maybe i missed the message it probably should have said this guy has been incapacitated but it just seemed. I don't. I don't understand what happened. Anyway, he just seemed dead, baby. Yeah, he just seemed dead, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, so that was confusing. So my main problem with the, and I don't remember having a problem with this in in the last game, but presumably it was there, or maybe it's just the way the levels are now. But I have all kinds of problems with buildings and rooftops and um and different You're talking stories. Talking about height control. Well. Like, moving my guys to different heights is totally fine, but it's the way that people can see each other through walls yep. and ceilings and shoot each other yep. with That's 100% accuracy straight through stuff. And it just is fucking makes no sense. It's like... Yep. And, the line and of like, sight is just complete... The line rubbish. of sight is totally <laughs> fucked. Like, it's stupid because, like, you can see the line of sight in the world. Like, because sometimes you get, like, a, a, a sniper shot or, or a shot in general... And you can see the guy, but because he's in high cover, you get such a big penalty to the aim. Even though it's a direct shot, basically, you, 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 it's um, your You're aim penalty is no. You've got like a forty <laughs> like percent or, or something. Yeah, thirty yeah. percent. But you can see a direct line, you know, from where your guy is stood to where he needs to shoot. Um, and I, I get that. Like in in the world of the game the idea is that they might duck behind cover at the last moment and that's what it's meant to represent so I mean, that's they did fine but then improve they did slightly improve like now now there's a less binary state between flanking and not flanking there's like a good angle yeah so good angle that's good you don't have to be angle. at exact right angles with people to flank them as you start approaching the right angle you get the good angle bonus yeah. so it starts negating the cover effect but then the but line that doesn't of sight... really help enough <laughs> inside like through i think shooting through floors is the thing that that's really annoying me so like yeah like the, the, it seems like the like floors and roofs are actually worse than walls for yeah like calculation they're really somehow. bad because like if you are um 
So, for instance, if my guy is inside a room on the second floor, uh, but he's nowhere near any of the windows, but he's in the middle of the floor, because that's as far as I could dash him to, right? Yeah. So he's in no cover te technically, right? But then guys on the ground floor can see him through the floor of that room and shoot him, and he's in no cover. What? Through yeah, the floor. Yeah, well, I've like had that happen. Vertically but... upwards. I've yeah, sometimes like vertically. Inside yes. the building to the roof of a building. Yeah. yeah. It, wow, can... that is that is it, problematic. It makes no sense. And and yet it's like the game is saying, well, you lose you don't have the cover bonus. Uh, and the floor know, is nothing. Uh, and the floor is nothing. The floor is and, glass. And and also it's kind of confusing because a lot of walls and things in general can be quite easily blown up by grenades and explosions. So that yeah, makes sure. sense. Like that takes out cover and stuff. And that, that seems to be a quite a big difference and important part of this game is yeah. removing cover making with holes. grenades. Yeah. Making holes in general. But it doesn't explain how you can like see people through no. the floor of a building. And that that's... really, uh, sorry. Yeah. That's me off. way worse than what I said. Yeah. And like, it works both like, ways. Know, like you can shoot them straight through the floor. Well, it's just like you'll be on Overwatch and your guy will just shoot a, a dude who's behind the building you're standing next to you through both the walls. Yeah, through <laughs> both the walls. Like, like so, the calculations are just it's, bad. It's but, still not patched to fix that. That's, that's well, I, I don't know. I think it's a core problem. I don't think it's easily fixed. Like, I think it, it because I think my main problem with it is the way it just goes counterintuitive to what you think about making maneuvers through buildings like in yeah. you know tactically it just you think you're, you're safe if you're away from the windows yeah you're not really. but you're not <laughs> because the walls are like 50 percent transparent <laughs> yeah so it's like and i haven't quite figured out with the 3d geometry of it like what i now that i know this how i actually need to be positioned like i know i now i know like okay don't stand in the middle of a room for sure always be in cover even though it doesn't look like you should be able to be seen stuff like that or yeah. i don't know it's it, it's that's awful i, I think it's pretty bad like, like i was so, i was sort of coming back into the idea of maybe i should play this having sort of written it off after zach's reviews but then that that sounds unforgivable i mean I don't well, know. Like, I think to a certain extent, you get used to it. I guess. Yeah, you caught, you sort of get used to it, and like, and you start to realize like these bits of like the trains are indestructible, so those are always relatively safe to yeah, be in cover sure. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. No, but boy, that's I don't know. That's that's kind of that just sounds like an enormous, enormous bug. Like nothing at like. Just a core, even if Dan says in a different language, like a core floor, that's a pretty significant floor. And it yeah. didn't get any better from the yeah, first well, game. Unlike the actual yeah. floors. I'm trying to remember why it didn't bother me in the first game. And I think it's because there wasn't that much verticality, even no, in the there UFO. really wasn't. Yeah, which was. And there wasn't as many walls, really, as I wouldn't have said. No. Cover, and, the, yeah. and there was no procedural generation aspect of any of those levels in the first one, whereas that does sure. come into play now. I mean, Although I don't know if it affects the buildings. Maybe that know. makes it worse somehow, like the procedural generation, because everything's made of smaller parts. So there's more yeah. chance for the like, line of sight geometry to be fucked. Like, I, guess they, they certainly. Can, I guess they can look at each of the maps this time and be all like, oh, you know what, that, that bit of calculation is wrong. We can just. Just yeah. fix that up, which they obviously can't do. Because I remember time. in the first game, endlessly doing that one where you kind of go through a corridor in the woods up to the crashed alien ship. Sure, um, yeah. 
Uh, that was a fun map. It's just you did it too many times, pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah you do it a lot. But I do remember going, you know, move one one action Overwatch, move another, you know, all the way up to that ship because there was no time limit on it. And I do kind oh. of appreciate the kind of more and it varied quite a bit. Yeah, it varied quite a bit those downed UFO levels, didn't they? Like in terms yeah. of what where everyone was was stationed, they could have just been out in the wild, so it all yeah. way off to the flanks. And it's like if you just went for the saucer i mean there are still missions like that in x12 any mission where you don't get a timer and it's like oh this is like the first game and it's actually yeah. kind of nice to be able to move slowly and actually plan moves ahead of time and stuff yeah definitely and the meta game like i don't know I'm, i haven't figured it out yet because i haven't played through a whole thing but like the sure. the, the the doomsday timer uh, I'm I'm trying as best I can, and it's going really close to the end. But I think every time you do one of those enemy bases, it kind of resets it back. So it's like, oh well, yeah, a, it's a kind of fake out timer because I think even when it gets to the end, you still get 20 days or something to. So I think you can game the timer, but it also it puts tons of pressure on you because it looks well, like the end of the game is one pip away, and well, you, have, you, you haven't even got halfway like, through. You don't necessarily. Especially the first time through, you don't necessarily know that there's these events that can happen that reduce it like a lot. Right. Like the first time you hack the codex or whatever, and you suddenly get two two pips removed. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's actually yeah. really helpful. Yeah. I'm nearly at the end though. I'm one pit one pit from death, and I'm only halfway through the game, so <laughs> I yeah, don't know the, what's like, going to happen. I, that was my problem with the map with the whole map situation. It's yeah. just like it, I didn't know how urgent anything was, and no. it's like it's spawning these random events. And you're like, should I go do that, or should I be spending my time doing something else? <laughs> should I be scanning at the base, or should I not? I don't know. Yeah, because my first um, enemy base after the first one, the second one, sorry, um, was miles away from anywhere I had any resistance contact with. Yeah, so and it was you like have to expand the map. That's a it's giant it's pain like, in the ass. Well, I'm not going to go that way. Um, and then, yeah. Anyway, so doing all that and like. The what do they even explain? Did I miss a cutscene? Did they explain where your ship comes from? I get that it's an alien ship, but well, they vaguely mention it in some of the cutscenes where it's just like it's a downed cargo ship from the first war that the scientist right. dude from the first game rebuilt, fixed and up, then they right? Finally, got it working just in time for you to arrive. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, it's fine excavating inside a ship is quite yeah that doesn't really make that much sense Uh, it doesn't really make sense um but it's fine i don't really like the characters as much as the first games guys but i guess they don't really matter anyway no Um, no like i quite like the kind of russian scientist from the original was she russian or something um german i think german oh was she german all right okay anyway um yeah but that's all f- fine. It's kind of weird as well having the same council dude contact you. It's just like a well, retro thing. Like, I mean, it, he's like now he's yeah. an even more secretive because he the council can't. You know, he's yeah. actually a double agent now because he's in like the alien yeah. council or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or is I mean, he? who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, I, it has enough draw, definitely. Like. I'll just play another round and another round. That's how they work, isn't it? So, yeah, and yeah. and I, I think the game is uh, is good. Like, it, I don't know how to mitigate that floors and ceiling walls problem, but someone I think someone gonna... modded it. 
That's, that's always the question. I don't know about the light of sight situation. But then mods, that presumably, do mods turn off with like achievements and stuff like that? In well, that, I don't know. That is the question. Uh, I guess just just don't go on top of buildings that enemies might be in. Is the answer? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. clear them out and then go up. I'm constantly trying to use the rooftops for my snipers, though, and stuff. Yeah, so, so, yeah. I mean, you. It's just like with the snipers, it's just like the classic situation. In the, as in the first game, where once you get in a good position, you basically don't want to move, no, but then you're you sniping it's there. left miles behind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But which can be a problem side, with time limits. They can shoot a long way, yeah, but it, it's trying to run and get to the end, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. it's you get that's in that where the situation gra- that's where you've run out of shots. Comes in, so you need to run and you need to reload and you need to do everything, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where the grapple suit also comes in, though, because the grapple counts as a free move, which is sweet. Oh, amazing! No, I'm definitely getting that. Okay, and weirdly, weirdly, even like the grapple counts as a free move, but you can totally use it like on the same level as you, so you can just use it to move. Oh, cool! Providing, providing there's a grapple oh. point, it's like it only the certain okay. ledges of certain buildings and certain like you can locations that you can grapple to. But if it happens to be vaguely in the right direction, it's like oh, I've just got a free extra five squares of move just by grappling. Sweet! <laughs> I quite like the whole ranger thing. Like, um, I'm not that good at melee. it yet, but I quite like the melee element and the fact that my ranger's perks means that she doesn't. Um, lose concealment with the rest of the squad so you can use her as a sort of weird... Yeah, I was indecided about using yeah. that or like using the other perk. I don't remember what the other one was. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's that like great but in, in principle it's kind of cool that you can like stay, yeah. stay concealed. And, it's like, kind of all, it's like you have to kind of get lucky because like when you're when you get first revealed and the enemies start moving that can easily reveal her yeah as well. <laughs> it can do yeah you have to kind of plan ahead a little bit have her on the flank and that way because it that does make it easier to flank because you have it she's got a shotgun in my one and, and yeah, obviously exactly. the melee so you want to so kind of do you stay flank. concealed if you manage to kill someone and not no. like immediately no. so as soon as you fire everyone right. gets revealed unless right. you have that skill and then there is a ranger skill that you can get at some point where you can go back into concealment. So I wonder if that's like whether that would be useful in some ways. I'm not know. sure. Yeah, I haven't really. I definitely haven't min-maxed much yet. You know, I don't know. The important thing that I discovered was like I could never have enough specialists. Maybe because my specialists get fucking dying. But yeah, specialists <laughs> with the healing and even like the scanning protocol thing is pretty damn good. Well, um, it was what you can I, actually see what like, fight's going on. What I sort of neglected was that, like, you obviously go for the healing first because if you, especially yeah. if you played the first game, you know, like, you definitely need a, a, a medic. A medic, yeah. Someone who can do it. And with the robots now, it's like, it's actually pretty easy to heal people no matter how far away they are because the robot can just fly there. <laughs> yeah. Little gremlin. But then, thing. like, the thing that I neglected was, like, the other support tree, the, like, anti-robot tree. Yeah. tree, I guess. The, that, I think it's even the first ability you get the one like the just the four points of damage shock it's like that's actually really useful you don't really mm. necessarily you think it's kind of shitty because it's like oh it's just four points of damage well, I could just shoot someone <laughs> but it's like it's a 100% chance to hit four points of damage and it does double to robot so that's like eight damage for a 100% chance to hit yeah that's pretty good I'm, I haven't got that on any of my specialists because I got the healing, stupid Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, I should probably get a hacking specialist up and running, put them in the advanced warfare center or whatever. When, where you can and it is very people. useful. Like, if you miss killing someone by one hit point, you just have have the robot go over and there and zap them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's XCOM 2. I'll probably ca- mm. I'll carry on playing that. Um, uh, 
it's good. Uh, but I kind of still want to get play Civilization when it comes out, so <laughs> I'm kind of rattle through this a bit. Better get your skates on. For Axis at the moment. It's all about yeah. turn-based, and then I don't have to actually, um, you know, have my wits about me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Be a bit more relaxed about things. I don't know if I ever considered the first XCOM a relaxed game. It's not. Re- it's like... tense, but you know yeah. what I mean. You don't have to like. There's no, um, you know, quick reactions necessary. No. Ponderous. <laughs> not like playing Doom or something. <laughs> they weren't tempted to to go for that then. Uh, not yet, anyway. It's on deal fairly frequently. Yeah. So like to to bring it down a half price. That's. Right, okay, Anybody who's next? Is, I think right. no, no, just been playing XCOM, so who's next? Uh Rob, do you want to go? Uh can do. I've got not got too much to talk about this time. Um basically just been ploughing on with what I have been what I was was playing, but just in sort of small disjointed amounts. Not as you know, haven't got quite as much time under my belt as I normally would in terms of gaming. Uh still going on with GTA five. Um I think I'm just getting to the point where I need to start prepping for the big one. Right. I've been to North Yankton. Oh, uh, okay. You've seen that whole story thing. Well, you kind of knew what that story... Like, that kind of fell flat, because you already know what that story is from yeah. Michael's conversations with Dave. And then I mean, you it know comes what out, happened. and it's like... Yeah. But, yeah, it's like... So it has very little impact. It's like... This is kind of my problem with a lot of the story, actually. It's like, you sort of know half the stuff ahead of the characters. Mm. And you're just sort of like, eh, yeah, sure, carry on. Because you're meant to be playing as Trevor, and yet you know more than Trevor knows. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't know. That's, it's hard to really judge it, but like when, when, it's, when it's clever, it's clever. But like it just, I'm not up about the writing at all this time really i just find everything like i find trevor and michael would be sort of at each other's throats just for the sake of it after a while and franklin just sort of continues to disappear if you, in, in terms of his his yeah, like, I know writing mean. and stuff like that it's just no it it feels like it's getting worse as it goes on like i don't know there, there was the the cool moment where deborah turns up that was fun but <laughs> You know, odd little sequences. I think are entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but on on the whole, it's just I don't think it hangs together. Like, it, I, I sort of expected more I don't know, from from something with this amount of I don't know praise thrown at it constantly. Like, and I guess coming off Red Dead. Yeah, it's, that's it's the, the last, thing, isn't it? That's quite a high standard. Red Dead. Yeah. Although, although Red last... Dead is like as it goes through like i think red dead story is great uh but there's a lot of like marking about in mexico getting involved in a civil war when really that's not really what <laughs> you know what yeah, the character's there's... motivation really is it's i like, get it um... but there is something about like uh, means to an end stuff there that gta often doesn't have 
Right. Like, you know, every, like even Mexico, right? You're helping this guy out because he can eventually assist you in the way that's, that's the meaningful. Idea. It's just that whereas, he takes too whereas, much shit, isn't he? Like he, you know, he doesn't get impatient and say, "Come on, I did all this stuff. Give me what I need." Yeah. yeah anyway. But you sort of do that in GTA, and then yeah, true. Nothing ever comes of it. Is the mm. problem like GTA is the exact opposite problem where you get impatient, and normally that either results in you murdering fools for no gain. Or nothing actually, just straight up nothing happening. Yep. It's odd. Like, I don't know, I've got to what I think might be the end of the car boosting for, is it Devin or Devlin? Oh, God, um, yeah. Phase. And I just, mean, that's quite see, fun. The missions themselves are fun. Like, yeah, there's, the, nothing, there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with them, especially when you get the, the Bond card. The Jade's Bond card, yeah. Yeah, so I've done the second, uh, if it helped, I don't know if there's any yeah. more to it, but I've done the second time you drive the Bond car. Yeah, I think that's probably the end of it, yeah. Nothing comes of it, then. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. It's Apart just like, why did I do all this? It's yeah. just, ugh. Hang on, is that the end of it? Have you been to the airport and stuff with that? It's a, definitely you a could, bit where you... Well, one, one of the boosts, you end up at the airport. Like, right. You Maybe just drop it's... off a car and he flies off. Right. I'm sure there's something more dramatic than that happens at the airport. I'm trying to remember. Oh, that okay. might be later. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe there is more. Anyway, okay. what it's did you think with of the... With, uh, with, with, with Molly telling you about an investment or something in you go. Right. So basically I'm getting... Yeah. Franklin goes, basically I'm getting robbed. Spoilers, I guess, but for a side mm. quest. But Standard. How did you enjoy the... Uh, um... That was where Trevor and Lamar had a chat. Let's put it that way. Oh, that okay. okay yeah. What did you think of the small town heist? Oh yeah, that was bonkers. <laughs> that was fun, right? I mean, yeah. stupid, but it 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 plays well, yeah, and it's it like made, it, it, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense, but yeah, well, a little bit, a little bit. I was surprised that it escalated as much as it did. Yeah, because you do all that stuff also... of like scoping out the little bank and everything, and all that. And that's also stuff. never explained, is it? It's like it looks like oh yeah, the cops are a bit on this. Yeah, and then they're more on this than you could ever imagine. <laughs> it's just well, it's hard to do with the like military contractor company or whatever isn't it anyway I, well, I don't know the details exactly of that i guess but they're just about they're just everywhere oh, yeah, man. Yeah. it's such it feels it feels like such a mixed bag that game like I, I, i've had some i've had more jank scenarios where oh i'm trying to remember that there was one where like another case of oh that just failed what 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 just happened i don't know how I failed that, um, I can't remember what it was. Something, something just happened mid mid mission where it's just like, now you failed. Someone, someone died or something. It's like, but I had nothing to do with that. And I was just like, right, well, let's do this again then. And I did have one case where I accidentally pressed Y while flying a helicopter, but you know, <laughs> classic. <laughs> it just fell out of it. Uh. I think I did the last of the um, the drug running stuff, and then think I had a few problems with with that. I think that last, like, because you fail all that in any in any way, and it just goes, uh, no, do the whole thing again from scratch. And those missions take ages because you've got to fly out to the thing and fly and like the, the mid, right. like halfway across the map, and it's, it's like, oh, seriously? Yeah, I don't think I, don't I did. If you accidentally, that, accidentally accidentally faff the landing, <laughs> like you're like, oh, I'm going to do the whole mission again. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. 
it's it I stand by my original statements and that it's a hell of an achievement and the world is impressive. And I did have there was one time where I just spawned as Franklin and he was at his um his house and there was literally a gun battle happening out on his porch. Right. Between the cops and some guy. And I just went out there and watched it. Like just yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't get in the way of it. Just just stood there and was like, What's going on? And uh What's going on in the uh, hood? Yeah, just watching these two people having a terrible shot. One guy got killed, but the other one, like, they just couldn't hit each other. To the point where they got back in the car, and then neither of them could drive properly. It just kept slamming into my garage. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just watching them go, wham, wham. And Franklin's just stood there going, man, you need to take lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, this is hilarious. Mm. Oh, no, that was it. I waded in on a... Um, uh, I was as Trevor, and there was an event going on nearby where a copper was chasing a dude, and I, and I chased the the perp for ages. Uh, Help the police! That seems to be how you solve that one. And it's like, yeah, you're chasing this guy for ages, and eventually downed him. And we're approaching the guy with our guns drawn. Um, you know, he was up in the surrender position, and we're just approaching him. And then, and then the cop suddenly goes, "What did I do to you?" And I'm like, "Wait, the cop said that? What's going on?" Oh no, the cops for some reason just suddenly turned hostile. On you? And yeah. Despite the fact I was helping him, like, just because I've stood there with my gun drawn, I guess, pointing nowhere near him. I was sort right. of in front of the cop. And he just go, yeah, just turns around, turns hostile, and then a cop chase begins, which I immediately die in because they summoned in the middle. It was in the middle of bloody nowhere. There was no cover. And a right. chopper came in, and it's like, I'm just getting yeah. shot from the sky. And it's like, God damn it, game. <laughs> It's like, why did you do that? I'm doing everything by the book here. I've done this event before like this, and you were happy with it. Nah. Jank. Yeah. Oh, and I found one more of Maud's targets. One more. Which, of course, became a gunfight, because everything becomes a gunfight. Yeah. I don't I've, got know what like it is 60, the... I've got like a 60% rating now, so... No, you're getting there. It's slowed down. It's slowed down a lot, but I'm getting there. You're not that far from the end of the story, I don't think, are you? No. If you're... Mm, 10 missions, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, they tie according up to the According to the stats, yeah. I think... I'm trying to think, because I think the characters are well-drawn as characters, but I don't think the story, the plot itself, is any good or goes anywhere. Like, I'm not even sure the interactions the... between the characters are that great. Well, I think initially between Trevor and Michael, it kind of makes sense. Um, oh, I, yeah. No, I, I agree that the that the first third, I, well, I'm judging by distance, yeah. the first third of that game does a pretty good job of yeah. combining them all. When you first meet Trevor, that's kind of well done. When you first yeah. meet Franklin, when Franklin and Mike hook up and stuff like yeah. that, the stuff that's with Mike's good. family, as, as painful as it is yeah. in some ways... That's and it's frustrating. Yeah. It, it is by far. Like the the setups are good. It's just when it tries to get down to being something. What's going on with his family right now? Have you lost them? Have you or they're, they're uh, still they're still they're still out and about. Okay. Because um you know obviously well not obviously but you kind of get them back eventually and that is fun. Spoilers. And, yeah, obviously. Yeah, there you go. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? It was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But that part is fun, so I quite like that. But that's kind of a microcosm because that's just Michael's story, really. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's quite good. Uh, so he does have an arc in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think the arc of all three characters together 
doesn't really um doesn't really doesn't really work especially because well, yeah, they're just, they're, work, they're, they're all so stupid to each other as well like you know tre- how trevor realized what was going on in yankton and stuff like that just didn't really make a great deal of sense and just it just suddenly happened it's like oh i know what's going on and it's like wait what from what that how what mm. <laughs> and like i know what's going on how do you suddenly know what's going on like <laughs> I don't I can't, know. I can't remember. I don't. I, was for it. Not great. They were just angry at each other, and he suddenly goes, "Oh, that happened," without mm. it being explicitly said. I mean, I guess the, maybe he's supposed to have known it from the start, and it's just in denial or something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. The story the, 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 that yeah, that conversation does sort of take place. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, I, will, I will work my way through that slowly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't really want to mainline it yet. I'm still doing everything I come across. You'll probably like, like zoom to the end once you trigger the final story kind of missions. Maybe. I would have thought. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm still doing everything I come across. But I've got that weird... I've got that... Oh, I, I, I don't know how to get to the roof of the maze bank as Franklin. Oh. How do I do that? Uh, is that like an achievement or something? No, there's a like a Dominator mission up there. Oh, you probably have to steal a helicopter to get up there. Yeah, right? but from, from where? Like, I yeah. have to go, go all the way to the airport, probably bust my way in, probably find a helicopter there. Because I thought like there are some missions where Trevor just has a helicopter, right? Yeah. So I drove all the way out to his airfield, and it's like, well, naturally, it's not there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I can't remember where's a good place to get a helicopter. I think that you can get... There's a heliport down by the marina where you can steal them, I think. But that that's a bit hit and miss. Um, well, the thing is, even I for think Franklin, like, steal... it seems like since that mission has become available, even the, the parachuting missions where you would get... A, where a helicopter would be waiting for you, those have disappeared. Right. So I can't even go steal a helicopter from those. I think one of the classic ones is um, steal a... An, an air ambulance from the hospital. If you climb up on the roof, the one in downtown, that's all right. that, that might work. Um, but I'm not saying it's easy. They're not, they're not, they're not exactly everywhere. Yeah. It's a bit of a hard ask. Like, cause like at, at one point there was a parachuting mission where you, you're walking up the, the waterfall sort of stairs to maze bank and there's just a parachute there and you pick it up and you're right. The game teleports you to the top of maze bank. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll just go find that mission again. And uh, and and pick up the parachute, and because it wasn't a mission, it's one of those like little side things. Mm. It's like I'll just go go to that parachute, and then I'll be on top of the bank. It's like no, they they thought about that as well. They took that out, and it's like, damn it, how do I get up there? Oh. <laughs> okay, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Uh, so yeah, what else am I doing? I played a little bit more Red Out. Just nothing to say there, really. Just working my way through. It is what it is. Um, uh, I guess the, the, the major thing I should mention is that I've been playing the Fast Racing Neo Future DLC. Because mm. that came out. Uh, Very good. It's on par with the rest of it. I cannot complain with it at all. It's uh, eight more good tracks. Great. And well. Yeah. Absolutely nothing bad to say about it. It's like it took me back into Fast Racing Neo and then like Playing that again alongside Red Out, it's like, yep, yeah, nope, Fast Racing is the better game. It's definitely better. Yeah. 
And like now Nintendo have put out a disc copy of it for 20 quid. It's the better game and cheaper than Red Out, providing that you have the, you know, a Wii U, which I think is how you described it last time. It's the way we mentioned it. It's like, it's the better game and it's less money, but you need a Wii U. So, you know, there's the problem. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great. I love it. Got back into it in a, in a, in a good way. It's, uh, yeah, that, that game, that game is quality. It's a quality game. But if you, if you, um, already have it and you just want the DLC, it doesn't fall into the category of Nintendo-like DLC prices either. It is four pounds. Sweet. That's, That's a what you bargain. Want. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So good on them for doing that. Well done, Shinnan. Uh Also, they've put the soundtrack Props. out as a pay five, five euros or anything more that you want to proposition, and they'll give you flat files, which I might do because I quite like that soundtrack. Oh yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's you know, it's F Zero Future Racing style hard, fast beats. You know, manic, manic synth, banging hardcore tunes. <laughs> yeah, not in the sense that we refer to that as, but yeah. yeah, you know that sort of that sort of you know fast fast tempo, almost psytrance like stuff in places. And it's like yeah, it's cool. It's a good soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. Zachary Burgess. Not, not true at all. What, forgot, what have I forgotten? You forgot to talk about, because last week when I was here, when we didn't do a podcast, I mentioned it and then you said... You oh, crap, yes. We played Affordable Space Adventures. That's still not what I was talking about, but okay, yes, that's also true. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we did that on the Wii U last week. Um, uh, that's a three-player co-op game where you fly a ship around these puzzly sort of environments and all three players have different roles although whoever ends up with the Wii U gamepad seems to have the most to do predictably because yeah. that's basically how all Wii U asymmetrical games work yeah so the way we were playing it um, <laughs> I was the science officer which basically means I get to shine a flashlight about not that interesting as it turns out, and occasionally shoot stuff with flares or scan stuff. Um, okay. Scanning stuff basically shows up like sensor styles, um, like what your ship could be sensed by things in the environment that will kill you, um, but only the engineer can see the scan results. Um, so the engineer has the most work to do because they have to manage all the ship systems, like how much uh, energy goes to engines, what engine to use, um, whether they they need to put dampeners on so the 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 pilot, which would be Zach in this case, uh, can actually fly the thing properly, um, and you have to so the engineer has to be like t- like managing it up and down to try and stop you from being detected, but also so you can get through the environment safely. And it's it's actually pretty clever in how it does that stuff. You know, simplistic and from the outside, but some of the puzzles are like right, what systems can we get by with uh, to to get through this, or what things do we have to t- turn off at precisely the right time to get through the sensor grid while we have no power running and are falling like a brick. It's quite clever. Mm. It's just perhaps needed more for the maybe the pilot and science officer to actually do because it's like all of the clever stuff is on the engineer role. Right, okay. Need to balance it a little. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you can you can you don't have to play it in three player. You can play it in single player, where one person has to do everything. 
Mm. And you can play it in two-player where they split up the pilot and scanning role. Maybe that. Um, but but yeah, in a, as a, as a it, you know, there there aren't many games that can be played three-player court like that. So that's true. Cool. Okay. A fun fun little excursion. What have I forgotten, Zach? You've forgotten. Theatre Rhythm. Yep, that's it. Theatre Rhythm. You okay. said last week when I was here that you wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Which made me think that you actually had something important to say about it, which I found weird because I thought you would have had no, something no, important I, to say I, about I, it. I, I, I really don't. It's like Theatre Rhythm is what it is. Okay. It's, you know, Final Fantasy style rhythm game. It's like, I, I, I'm, I've only played like a couple of hours of it in total. Like I haven't actually dipped into it in the, in the way that you dipped hard into it. Um, dipped hard. Dipped hard. Yeah. You didn't nose dive. <laughs> um, it's quite well made. I find it's like RPG ish elements somewhat baffling. Like, it's just like, do I need to worry about all these stats? Like, or am I just playing stages? Like, we're just playing a music game. I guess, I guess having higher stats makes me get more stuff and progress faster, maybe. Like having higher stats make the harder stages easier because I've got more health. I well, guess. It's like the only thing that really matters is like you quickly sort of realise where it's just like for every field stage you just want to be configured to get all your health back <laughs> because of the field skills that give you health back and the field stages oh, are inherently those. kind of easier than the yeah. than the battle stages. So it's like oh, man, this is where I can regain some health in between these slightly harder harder battle levels. So I haven't got any skills to give you health back yet. So well, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess you probably haven't got very many of the skills at all, really. No, I've only done one of the medley quests. Yeah. In, and the second one, it gave me immediately up to the difficulty to, uh, what, expert mode. Yeah, that's the other thing about those quests, like, respawning quests, is, like, you have to... <laughs> cats are fighting outside. <laughs> yeah, you can hear that. Oh, well, I was yeah. like, carry. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the cats. Okay, the, the trick about those medley quest map spawn things is you have to realize that you can you can use that you can use that item you get that i don't remember what it is to spawn a level one map right and that's basically what you want to do like you want to because i don't think i've seen that item yet when you complete it and it gives you a new one especially in the beginning it's like that's probably too hard so you, you want to use that item to spawn a level one map and then when you level off the level one map it only jumps up a certain amount so then you get like a better spread of mm. levels rather than just the one that it gives you from the start and then one that's probably too hard. Mm. I don't know. I'm not finding why the level I'm on that, that tricky. Well, that's I, hard, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it depends how good you are at the room thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, expert mode's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Ultimate mode I struggle with, as we discussed last time, like, all off air. Like, like, yeah, ultimate mode just suddenly, suddenly feels like a hell of a step. Yeah. Actually, the changes between all three difficulty levels have seen quite severe. Yep, <laughs> they are quite severe. I was a bit worried that the swipe mechanics would be a bit flaky, but actually they're quite well, like they're quite generous, or like at least, or at least they work well. Well, yeah, it works. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the thing that I said at the time, where it's like you have to sort of have to know, and it's fairly obvious as soon as you try it, where it's just like use the buttons for the battle stage and use the stylus for the field stages. <laughs> because... Oh, or well, you go total to all, all buttons, do you? On yeah. The... Because in the in the do, do the face buttons work as like the as the red ones or is it all like just L and stick? Because it like has one handed mode as an option, doesn't it? And, well, yeah, but you just use the stick for the slashes and the any of the buttons for the any buttons. of the buttons. Okay, pushing the buttons. But it's like that's how you do battle mode because you because battle mode is inherently faster. Yeah, 
so you need you can react quicker whereas in field stage mode you can't really use the buttons because they don't actually really properly work with the holds and the slides and all that stuff mm. yeah no i found because of the way you're when you're tracing a, a slide in the field stage and then it ends with a slash doing that transition on the stick doesn't really, doesn't work. really work yeah i noticed that i noticed that yeah but luckily, because the field stages are generally slower and less complicated, you can get away with using the sights for those. Mm. And then be more accurate. And then get more health back. It does have that sort of just one more song problem. Yeah. Whether you want to call that a problem or not. Like, you know, you, like, I was playing it the other night, but like, just sort of before going to sleep, and it's like, I should probably stop. <laughs> but I could probably just do this one more stage. Yes. And then that went on for quite a while. <laughs> Also, some of the music from Final Fantasy is just great, right? Well, so yeah. it's just I mean, like... that's, that's why that game works in yeah. general. It's just like, here's all the good tracks and a couple of bad ones. I don't know. I don't, I'd like, actually, I was always kind of up on the final, on some of the... Criticise Final Fantasy thirteen all you like, but I, I quite like the music from that game. And so playing, well, I think the ones playing... they chose to put in the game were pretty good. Yeah, good choices, yeah. And so, so playing through through a different game with that music seems is a is a good solution to that in a way. I mean, there are a couple of like, I mean, there's a couple of tracks from like the earliest games where it's just like you're you basically repeating the loop like five times because these games like oh, the, yeah, the best yeah, yeah. game that only had like a 10 second music loop and it's just like let's play that five times over consecutively yeah and try and make it a level it like some of the field levels you're you're at least always having two loops right like <laughs> yeah um but they'll mix up the note pattern so it's like at least somewhat interesting yeah and then there's a few tracks where it's just like what the fuck even is this <laughs> yeah, old man yeah some of the <laughs> So there was, I'm sure there was. I think it was one from Final Fantasy X where I didn't realize just how weird the syncopation of that track was. Like the battle with Seymour, I yeah. think it is. Man, that's a mental song. <laughs> it's just like you. Re- it's like you want to play One Winged Angel. Apart from it's a goddamn like nine minute song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that level goes on forever. <laughs> Yeah, theatre. Uh, so this is specifically what the curtain call version. This yeah, is the last one they did. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. And then I guess finally Rocket League's water level came out, and it's fine. <laughs> well, because it's just a normal it's just level. level. It's a, sta- normal it's a standard level. level. Yeah, nice. I think they already toned the water effect down. Okay, right. I'm not sure. It, like it didn't patch again. It just looked like it got less suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> right and I was like well that's weird or maybe I'm just imagining it but it I, looks less wobbly now I don't, I don't think I the last time we played I don't think it looked less to me but no it's hard to tell I did never have had that much problem with it to start with so no something that was exceptionally wrong I don't think we mentioned it on air but yeah the problem was that in the the, the um uh, you know how when we I originally started talking about GTA I thought this is a beautiful game but sometimes the reflection maps went wrong when I was out at sea Right, because of shaders, and you can sort of see yourself where you shouldn't sometimes. Um, yeah, Rocket League has that problem with the ball's outline. So if the ball is like in the sky against the water, the ball's outline you could sort of see ripple around the ball thanks to the water shader, right. um, which some players sort of kicked up about because it's a bit like, well, hang on, this is making me judge this badly, and it's like it's really not that big a problem. <laughs> it's- yeah, I mean, it looks a bit weird for sure, yeah. but but it doesn't really affect the game. Yeah. And it's just another one of those things where it's just like you know, 
you just have to deal with it. Yep. Just like Wastelands. <laughs> just like Wasteland. It's not that bad. Yeah. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. <laughs> yep. Put those sun pixelated shades on. Yep. Specifically in the game when yep. they fall really slowly. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Zegel, so what you got? We what played Bugs Rocket Zegel? League. I played some Rocket League. Rocket League happened. <laughs> I also went back and played some Team Fortress 2. Really? Because I haven't since the matchmaking update. Sure. Where they changed it to be more like Overwatch, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> sort of. And I don't know. It happened before the, Overwatch, though. Yeah, it happened like ages ago. Mm. The matchmaking kind of sucks. Kind of. Well, the main, the main problem with it is... The, I don't know why, but it takes a really long time to find a new game after the match ends. Mm. And it always has to. Like, a server can't roll onto a new map. It searches for a new server and then dumps you out onto a new server. And then I don't know what the old server even does. Repopulates with fresh people, I guess. It seems kind of unnecessary considering the way the servers used to work. It's like, why does it not just... Do do old servers still exist? Can you still play that way? You can. Like, you can still get to the server browser mm. so you can still look at servers but now none of the Valve servers appear on that list because they're all in the matchmaking oh mode. wow all, all of the official servers have gone that way yeah huh and also the other problem I had with it was it matchmake it occasionally would matchmake me onto US servers mm. which kind of sucks because yeah. I like you can't configure it at all you can't like because in the server browser you could set a ping limit and be like filter out everything that's over 50 <laughs> don't want to see any of those Whereas in this one, it tries to match make you into a server that's good, but what it considers good is too lenient. Where it's like, okay, it's an East Coast server, so my ping's only 100, but still. <laughs> yeah, 100 not good. So yeah, that kind of sucks. Connect to Luxembourg, damn it. Yep, exactly. Always Luxembourg. <laughs> Apart from when you mysteriously can't see Luxembourg. <laughs> for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luxembourg's just fallen through the whole of Europe. But then the other trouble, well, not really trouble, the other thing that I found kind of poop about the, the the new matchmakingness of it was the icons they use to show your rank mm. as you level up even in casual you have like your casual rank or whatever basically like rocket league <laughs> but like the icons that they've made for that are fucking terrible they're completely indistinguishable and you can't even like it's like they're scaled badly as well like the small versions are like really look kind of pixelated but not really I don't know how to describe it they just look like bad and like the different tiers are not distinct enough. I think it's because they they want to have a lot of tiers. Like, okay. the, I, as far as I can tell, there's probably quite a lot of different ranks that you level up through. Right. But because of that, and the way they've chosen to represent them, it's really difficult to tell like what rank you are and what like how this because basically you start off with like it's the Team Fortress symbol, like that circle with. Yeah, corners yeah. cut out, or whatever you call it. Quadrants. <laughs> yeah, quadrants. What that weird Team Fortress symbol. You start off with like that, and it's blue, sort of light blue. And then there's like five little stars that appear above it for like, it's not even like they're sub ranks. It's just like you get five stars above it, and it upgrades to the next one. It's just like, I guess it's sort of like mi- the old military ranks of Battlefield, where you're like, here's one stripe, and then you get a star, and then you get two stripes or whatever. Right. It's just like, it's just rank progression. It's not representative of like divisions like Rocket League okay. has or yeah. anything. But so you have the Team Fortress logo, you have those five little stars, which then when you get the small version of that icon, are blurry, pixelated messes that you can't really see. <laughs> right. But then when you level up, it's like, 
it sets back to the Team Fortress logo without the stars again and changes to a slightly darker blue. <laughs> and it's like, well, this is great. So when I'm looking at the scoreboard in this in like the in this rank that I'm at, you've got you've got like pale blue, you know, you've got slightly less pale blue, then you've got blue, then you've got slightly darker blue, then you've got purple. <laughs> and it's like, what are these ranks? <laughs> How am I meant to distinguish who the good people are? <laughs> Just put a number on it, man. Yep, exactly. Or just use like a military rank style where it's symbolic, yeah. not just the same symbol but different colours. I bet colourblind people fucking hate it. <laughs> 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 Even more than non-colourblind people, I don't know. That sounds awful. Not that it matters, of course. It's just like yeah, in casual anyway. You know, it's just like I did. One so wait, does TF2 have like a competitive? Well, now it does with that matchmaking update. They have they sort of implemented official. 6v6 matchmaking huh. except it's not limited like like esports 6v6 right they just let you do whatever so you can have a team of snipers if you really want to oh, okay, so they, they don't they don't do the overwatch thing of saying you only allow one hero no they, and they don't enforce any of the item limits like esports team fortress does right like you can have the sandman if you want whatever we don't really give a shit we're Val. yeah we built this system just to let you play it. We I don't that, really care what you do. In some respects, that is kind of what Valve feel like these days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's just like... I guess it's still okay. It's still Team Fortress. I had a, the, practically the first game I joined. The one the one of the high-ranking people on the on, on our team was like, I hope you're all Smurfs, all you low-ranked people, because I'm waiting for you to lose. <laughs> it's like, well, sure, but who cares? Well, you mean you are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm accidentally a Smurf. It's like, what is that a term, a standard term for like? A smurf is a is an underranked player for their skill, right? So yeah. like, if you if you start at an alt account on CS:GO, where does that come from then? Uh, it's a count. I think it comes from Counter Strike. Yeah, I, I don't know right. why why it's called smurfing, but like, it was probably some weird thing where at some point so, there was like a mod that made you blue if you were suspected of smurfing or something. Maybe, <laughs> but, yeah. but that but, was probably where that came from. Is, is smurfing where you start a new account as a hardcore player to, to yeah to, to troll people basically? Right. Yeah. But it's like, why would you even say that in Team Fortress? Because the matchmaking thing has only just been introduced, and probably fifty percent of the people who are still playing Team Fortress are automatically going to be players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rank is completely irrelevant, and it doesn't go up that fast. Any meaningful updates other than matchmaking? Well, you know, there's still the occasional bug fixes and balancing that they continue to do forever right, yeah and there's i guess with the matchmaking thing there was another like class versus class vote thing for heavy versus pyro hmm. and apparently there's going to be a a class update for the class that won which i think was pyro if i remember rightly hmm. which is weird because it's like so they're going to give the pyro another whole set of weapons at Maybe. this point yeah <laughs> that seems weird and then what are you gonna do like well, from the start, the Pyro is one of the classes that has the most weapons. <laughs> they should be making Team Fortress free. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, CS Go? <laughs> yeah, but CS again. That's, yeah. that's not even CS free. That's like <laughs> CS. Oh, yeah, CS again. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Like, yeah, the, That's like the CS. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing. Add a hero. <laughs> Out of class. Oh, you can't do that at this point. That would be a balanced <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. They barely have everything vaguely balanced as it sounds. <laughs> the only other thing that I played 
especially, I guess. There was other stuff. But the main thing was uh, I popped back into Space Engineers because I noticed that they patched it far enough that the realistic sound is not quite properly in, but it exists, so mm. I could see what it was like. Okay. But then I also realized that it, I wasn't going to see what the realistic sound was like because I also played on a planet, which I hadn't played on since those had been introduced as well. And when you're standing on a planet in an atmosphere with your helmet open, that's just, it sounds like it always did right, right. because that's just the normal sound. Mm. Well, so when you say realistic sound, are they like muffling it in space? Yeah, and... basically as, it's like, so on the planet, you can still get some effect because like if you close your helmet, everything gets slightly muffled. And if you get into like a ship cockpit, everything gets more muffled. Hmm. And I think I'm not entirely certain about it because I haven't really like explicitly noticed it. But I think when you're in an enclosed room, because when you've got realistic sound on, you automa- I think you automatically have like pressurized rooms, like oxygenation and that whole system enabled as well. So when you're in like an enclosed room, that also muffles the outside as well, mm. which is sort of cool. That's neat, yeah. As a mechanic, but yeah, like but so when you're in sit- actual space, the sound wouldn't travel at all, so you just get well, nothing, right? Yeah, in, in actual space, they have another layer of it where it like basically anything that you're physically attached to that's right. causing a vibration, you can yeah, hear. That makes so sense. So it's like fairly realistic, huh. I guess, sort of. <laughs> But I haven't seen that. I haven't got to that point because I've still been on this planet. So the, I, I guess the problem with like realistic sound in space games is that it's boring. Well, Kinda. the trouble with Space Engineers was that I had originally was that the sound effects were so terrible I actually wanted it to be silent. Oh, okay, <laughs> so right, I turned them yeah. off. <laughs> Fine. So the muffling is actually probably better. Yeah. Apparently the ISS is like, it's kind of a problem that it's loud Too quiet. all the time or, no it's loud all the time I, because of all the systems and everything that's right. going so it's like you're basically you know in a noisy environment in a, in a server for, essentially for just listen to fans all day yeah, yeah you're in a server room for a, like maybe six months or longer <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah I've earplugs been... good earplugs Bose <laughs> noise cancelling headphones yeah literally to... they do use noise cancelling headphone tech etc yeah mm. I've been trying to play this game of space engineers, but like the other trouble with being on the planet and I was kind of surprised how good the planets are. Like I would probably say they're better than like, no man's skies planets. <laughs> right. <laughs> they look more like planets. Like they have actual terrain, like mountains and deserts and stuff. The only thing that they don't have is water. Like anywhere there's a lake. It looks like a lake when you're far away, but when you get close, it's just completely flat, solid surface that's blue. (laughs) (laughs) And you can mine it to get ice. So I guess it's a frozen lake, even though the temperature is clearly not below freezing, unless you're in the snowy areas. But then, so you're on this planet, and you start, you can choose to start on the planet. That's one of the spawn types, is the planet start. And that actually makes it really fucking difficult to do things. Which I guess it's almost like the Kerbal Space Program problem, where like you think the campaign would be where in Kerbal, it's like you think the campaign would be where you get sort of tutorial progression elements, but the campaign actually makes it hard. And it's the same thing in space engineers. Like you think starting on a planet would be easy because you know there's an atmosphere, so you don't have to worry about oxygen and stuff, and you don't. But actually dealing with gravity is a real fucking problem. <laughs> Like, I I tried to build a mining ship and discovered that I could only mine for, like, five seconds before the weight of the ore in the cargo hold made it impossible to fly. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, now I have to eject all this stuff until it becomes light enough that my engines can actually lift me again. <laughs> so designing ships for atmospheric work is kind of difficult. You can build rovers, but then that doesn't really work because the minerals are like more than 70 meters below the surface. So you have all this surface crap you have to mine through before you can even get right, to them. Right. So you kind of need to be able to fly to be able to just bore straight down and then lift it back up. But I managed. I've got to the point where I've finally like finished rebuilding the base from scratch. Because you start in like an atmospheric lander ship, which is essentially they have the like spawn ship for space, and then you've got this special spawn ship for planets, which has like a refinery and an assembler and stuff on board, so you can make components, so you can actually build stuff, so you can actually do anything, I suppose. So what I did was like I flew that down, looked for an interesting place to land, and then converted it into a base, so it becomes like stationary and fixed. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Except what I did wrong was when I created the like block that I was going to attach it to on the surface of the planet, I created that block on the grid alignment instead of the gravity alignment. <laughs> so it created the block, and I was like. That, that's fine, I've created this block and now I'm going to attach the ship to it. And I did that. And then I realized that everything was very slightly slanted. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> so then I had to start a new platform aligned to the gravity, disassemble the entire ship, and then basically rebuild all the components into a new platform that was correctly aligned to the gravity. So I didn't have to look at everything slanted constantly. <laughs> <laughs> purely aesthetic reasons. Well, and it makes like landing easier. Mm. And... I've been having a real problem with, like, the connection point where I try and attach my ship. There's Well, one of the problems is there's a bug where the connectors just disconnect every time you load the game. Which is a problem if your ship is attached to a connector and then you load it and it's not any longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also I just keep, like, the, because of the way gra- gravity is pulling you down and your ship ship's thrust is countering it, it's kind of difficult to fly downwards slowly. Because the acceleration is a lot more... Like, when you try oh, to fly up, right, you're like, right. oh, that's quite slow. And then when you try to fly down, you're like, whoop! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need, like, half thrust. And... Yeah. Yes, the gravity is quite a problem. And also wolves. Cyber wolves, they're robots. Even though right. they just look like that, wolves. That is what you said, right. Okay. Like, to, uh, you did say wolves. wolves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wolves. They're robots, even though they just look like normal wolves. And they never stop. There's so many of them. They're always coming. That's No Man's Sky, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I, I, it's like I couldn't decide whether I wanted to turn them off or not because I was like, it's like the meteor strikes. I don't normally play with meteor strikes turned on in space engines because it's just like they, there's just meteors that come down occasionally and kill your shit. Mm. It's like that's not fun. But then with the wolves, it's the same problem. It's like these wolves will come and bite the crap out of whatever they can reach on the surface of the planet. And I was like, well, that's sort of not fun, but I kind of also want, like, the, like, small amount of attrition. Mm. <laughs> like, I want a reason to build guns and ammo and have that be a resource that I need to worry about to some extent, even though it's kind of annoying. <laughs> so I still haven't turned them off. But also, they, they kind of suck. Like, their AI is bad, and they'll occasionally just get stuck attacking nothing but, like at a place where you can hear them. <laughs> so you're just standing around in your base and you'll just hear a wolf constantly going, raw, 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 at nothing. And they never move. <laughs> and they'll just keep doing that forever unless you go and shoot them. 
So yeah, that would be nice if that got fixed as well. Can you put them in a muffled room? Well, you can close your helmet and slightly yeah. muffle it. <laughs> Ignore those dogs. And also, there's like the gun turrets occasionally can't target them correctly and just waste all your ammo shooting at the floor. And <laughs> great standard sort of you know, space engineers still not a finished game bugs that one day one day may get fixed. They made the classic like the last update they posted. They do update videos with their updates. And they did the classic thing where it's like, yes, we hear all your problems where you're like multiplayer desyncing and stuff, and we're working on it, but here's some new blocks. Mm. <laughs> it's like the classic problem of content versus bug fixing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to catch up to their bugs eventually. Yeah. But I guess they still have to be seen to be making new... St- well, I guess it's one of those things, like, depends on what their scope is, right? Like, how many features do they add before they suddenly... Like, to some... To some res- uh, in some ways, you kind of want to just content fill your yeah. game to see what sticks. I mean, that's the that's then... the classic problem with Door Fortress, where it's like he doesn't want to rewrite the UI because he's not done adding stuff. Yeah, <laughs> because you could get the UI. Features. You could, yeah. you could make, spend a lot of time doing the UI work only to find actually, you know what? With the features we've now got, that UI is not relevant. That UI doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's the classic Door Fortress problem. It doesn't understand that the MVP needs a decent UI. Well, it doesn't need in this case because there's enough insane people like you to play it. But um, <laughs> if you want to be yeah. like truly successful, then it does need it. I think he's plenty successful. He still gets so much money. He does fine. I guess he plays to his audience, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, which is you, I guess. Yep. Did you pay for Dwarf, for- Dwarf Fortress? Uh, not yet. I do okay. want to. As soon as I actually have money that I can frivolously spend on things, I'm actually going to, <laughs> awesome. going to pay some money for Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> the kind yeah. of person that has enough time to spend on playing Dwarf Fortress probably doesn't have the income. <laughs> Just put necessary. a in, something like that. You'll <laughs> probably appreciate it. I mean, yeah, I could, I could easily donate like five quid now, but I want to actually make it... Um, I'll make a meaningful Yeah, make, make an actual okay. donation. All right, fair enough. Make an actual... Like I don't even know how long I played Dwarf Fortress because it's you know it's not oh, a game that counts. Be, yeah, it must be an absurd <laughs> amount of time. Maybe not Team Fortress too absurd, but pretty absurd. I wonder how long I've played Minecraft. <laughs> the thing about Minecraft is like on my system, I have so many goddamn different installs of Minecraft because I use that launcher that creates mm. separate instances and and you can mod it easier that way. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I was thinking about how many different save files I have where it's like a half-completed world. Where it's like, I've built this nice house and it got all this stuff in it and then I did it again in another save file because I mm-hmm. modded it or a new version came out. Yeah, how many times have you repeated yourself? And that would be kind of interesting in some ways to do like a tour. Just like load all those old instances because they should all still load because mm-hmm. they're contained, self-contained with yeah, that yeah, yeah. version. Go back and look at all these weird, like, save files. It's like, what was I doing here? <laughs> How did I do it this time? Do you, do you even know? Like, do you have some of your really early ones still? So yeah. You can be like, like, here's, here's me, here's crap me, <laughs> and here's new me. Yeah. Same for Dwarf Fortress. I could probably dig up quite a few old save files for that and be like, what the fuck was I even doing this time? <laughs> what was the design goal here? In fairness, I find that when I load up old music tracks. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yes. So that's that, I guess. And I played Etrian Odyssey on the DS, but that's continuing to 
be what it was. Yep. Do some no, grinding. No, no interesting new luring mechanics. No, occasional grinding. Occasional grinding. That's actually a very convenient game for just spending ten minutes on or whatever. Oh, really? Okay. Because it's just like, especially with the same like suspense. Oh, of saves, course. Yeah, yeah. We, you can be in a dungeon. On that last time. Just grind yeah. out, grind up a level or two, and then be done. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to go back to town or anything. Splendid. Yeah, that right. sounds like a conclusion. That That's is it. It's the end of the podcast, folks. Stay tuned to I know our, you're really hungry. I can tell. Stay tuned to our YouTube channel for um, more videos. There was a Project High Rise video went up the other day. Check that one out. And I'm sure there's more in the queue. Sonic um, Heroes Part 7 is next. <laughs> yep. So look forward to that. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another salad cast. It's a bad one. Is it? It's the one where we... Well, spoiler alert, I suppose. It's the one where you end up fighting Team oh, Sonic right, for like yeah, a that. million hours. <laughs> Okay, maybe skip that one. No, uh, don't skip it. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's hilarious. It's still pretty entertaining. Okay, okay, okay. it's not a minute. It's like ten minutes on this one fight that's really bad. Okay, <laughs> Just, the actual sequence we do is really bad. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, enjoy that, and uh, yeah, as I said, this is the end of the sidecast. Yep, I won't, I won't spoil what other videos we've got covered because, as Zach says, they, they, oh, they may they may be timely. Well, they. <laughs> Yeah, they will be tired. Now you have to stand up. I do. Get your legs in working order. Say goodbye, Zach. Uh, I just did. That, oh, okay. was, that was me saying goodbye. Right. To Bye. Tell you to get off your ass.